and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Wow, these lights, I mean, what am I, am I the part of the Walking Dead cast? Uh-huh. He's in here playing with the lights today. Check this out. You gotta, you gotta watch on, on, on YouTube. Uh, you can see the, on video, you can see. What the heck? Eric's grumbling. He's, he's grumbling. Looks like a, it looks like I'm wet too. Slimy. What, what is that? Probably sweat. It it's is not a even little close. humid here today. No, it's Plus not. 70 degrees and you have your space heaters going. I'm old. Reminds me of grandma. I'm old. What can I tell you? <laughs> Welcome, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report. Well, thank you so much for joining us. <clears throat> we're just, uh, we're real, I guess, right? Um, two websites, HagmanReport.com, Hagman and Hagman.com. I want to thank you too. We are, uh, rolling back out, uh, homeonsecurityus.com. It's, there's just so much data, so many investigations that are ongoing right now, uh, to coordinate the, the level of investigations we are doing, we are superintending from, from this point. It is, uh, it's just, it's unbelievably, uh, we're just busy. I mean, it's just busy all of the time. And, uh, I, I know I've been in contact with my, with my investigators or with the investigators that comprise the, the uh, the network, uh, you know, from 6.30 in the morning, 6, 6.30 in the morning to 1, 2 in the morning. I mean, it's just, it's just constant. So, um, but having said that, the progress is being made and I do believe that we, you're going to see some interesting things develop. That's, uh, HagmanReport.com. We'll link, well, that is linked to HomelandSecurityUS.com, but that's kind of being re, reformatted or rebrought out, as I had mentioned before. <laughs> and you might say, well, my goodness, you've been talking about that for two weeks. So again, <clears throat> I have to understand the, uh, the information that we're working on is across a, across the country and, and across a wide spectrum of, uh, of issues. Um, also, we're bringing forth uh, the marketplace for Christian businesses. What we're trying to do is is really provide Christian businesses a, a, a place where they can advertise. Very limited, you know, exposing um, exposing the Christian audience to the Christian businesses, and vice versa, of course. That's uh, Hagman Marketplace. It's linked off of HagmanReport.com. We, we'd like to see and, and showcase those businesses as well. I mean, we'd like to see, and of course, our 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 supporters are on there. They have the sponsors are on there, and um, um, it's just it's just the marketplace in general is getting more and more. Shall we say that it's rough for Christian businesses? You know, you you heard about the Christian baker, of course, refusing to take care of the homosexual couple and then being sued into oblivion. You don't hear about that stuff anymore, but it's still going on. 
it is still going on, the attack against one's own conscience and one's own religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs. It's taking place. Meanwhile, you've got uh, what I would describe in part as, in my personal view, someone looking for 15 minutes of fame and struggling for relevance. Again, this is my personal opinion of this individual. Just laying that qualifier out there. Um, Ehab Jobber from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 45-year-old Muslim who identified himself as John Smith. Again, struggling for relevance in his, in my view, in his puny little life going into the conference at, uh, Hilton, at the Hilton and Sioux, uh, uh, Hilton Conference Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota last April 9th. If I have uh, information, Chris, uh, he, he works a, uh, as a, as a cook in some, yeah, he's, he was a server. Quote, okay. server, cook, uh, he, he's done a lot of menial jobs. So, j- just so you know, this is coming from me. This is my personal opinion. Okay. Again, in America, you're still allowed to have personal opinions. Um, so the address for lawsuits, of course, is on the front page of my website, just in case. Just, and stand in line, take a number. Okay. But this, uh, but this individual walks into, uh, the Hilton Conference Center where Brandon House and uh, the Iranian pastor were doing the were doing the uh, uh, multiple city tour of the problems with with Islam in America. And of course, Brandon House had for sale as as anyone is allowed to have for sale books and what have you at this event. And of course. The interesting part about this is, uh, in case you haven't heard about it, there will be today, I'll, we're going to release a, about a 45 minute interview with Brandon House and Pastor Sharam Hadian. They explain what happened, but this, this, uh, Ehab Jabber goes into the venue, takes his cell phone, goes on Facebook Live or Without, I, I'm not ex- exactly sure how that worked, but anyway, he spanned, he scanned the crowd with his camera, and you heard this before. If you're hearing this for the first time, this is just kind of a thumbnail sketch. Scans the back of the crowd with the with his cell phone camera, and he's wearing a T-shirt that identifies him as a an American, as a Muslim, as one who open carries, one who personal carries or concealed carries, and uh, who doesn't doesn't suffer. Fools, you know, basically, the last couple of lines on his T-shirt. You can see it on Facebook. I, I wouldn't give him the time of day. Essentially, uh, you know, any hits on his uh, or any uh, real discussion on his Facebook site. But um, he appeared to be menacing, if you will. Um, the, the, that, that's the way I would describe it. Very menacing toward Brendan House and the Iranian-born pastor, who now is was formerly a Muslim turned to Christian uh, turned Christian. And he he this this um this pinhead Ehab Jobber 
described this event as a, an anti-Muslim event. And it's interesting, the, the media picked up on this. The, uh, local media and some of the national media picked up on this as an anti-Muslim event. It wasn't any such thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, it wasn't. And the, uh, reading, um, yesterday when a lot of those articles broke about Brandon's story on, on World Net Daily, the Daily Caller and, and other places, in the comment section, I saw quite a few people from South Dakota in that area who said that their local media, uh, they heard nothing about the, the follow-up. They only heard about the, as you just described it, an anti-Muslim event, um, and how the community came together, you know, Muslims and Christians and, and Jews all came together, you know, to... Wait a second. Eric, do you still have those pics? Can you throw one up there? Or, or not? Is that too much trouble? I don't want to. Uh, of that, that pinhead, that jobber pinhead. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that dweeb. Yeah. And it's funny, he does, can you do that? Are you mic'd up? Can you, cause I, I can't do that. I can't do that with my tongue. Uh, that, 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 uh, that prayer that he did over his ammo. No, no, we're not being monetized, so, you know. Bite me, everyone. All right. Good point. It's, it's, see, it, it's, it, it, I feel this freedom. <laughs> now, it, it, uh, with, with this, this, this. There's an interesting aspect to this, Joe. And, and I have to, and I was talking with Brandon House about this, and I was talking with the, with the pastor about this earlier. And we're, we're gonna, we're gonna be 45 minute deep, drilling deep into this, into what happened here. Uh, this is going to be a special report. I'll up or we'll uh, make it live after this show. Please look for it, and uh, I would ask everyone to uh, take that report and listen to it, and then spread it around. Watch it and spread it around because I'm going to tell you something. This is going to happen more and more across the country, and this is intended to. And this segues into what, what we're going to be talking about next. This segues into the the uh, um, silencing the, the Christians and the conservatives in this country. But for this man to be able to go into a venue and to walk that very thin line with respect to what he said and for the police and the authorities to not, to, to basically hands off, this has got a chilling, this has a chilling effect on not the people like us who go to conferences, we'll say, or to uh, do the conferences, but the attendee, or and, and not certainly not the attendees, but the uh, but the conference venues, for example. If you if you owned a hotel or if you owned a uh, banquet hall, would you be willing to rent that banquet hall out to? Uh, a Milo or an Ann Coulter, or now, in this case, a Brandon House. Especially knowing that there is a, oh, there is a, a situation. Uh, personally, I would. But the tactic that, and, and I don't believe he acted alone, because I don't believe he is, in my personal view, I don't believe he's that intelligent. I don't think he's got the brains. I think he's a stooge. And you know what else? I was able to connect some dots invest, based on my investigation. And we, we've got, we've got eyes on and boots down in close, people close to that area. 
And what, what they've been able to find out are some interesting connections between this fry cook, basically, whose uh, only excitement in life is able to watch a, a, a pint of ice cream melt, if that. In his defense, uh, he was correct in that. I'll give him that. But there's something happening here. There's something happening with uh, for, from from the Muslims, from the Council on Amer- American Islamic Relations, from North uh, North American Islam- Islamic Trust, from all of the co-conspirators <clears throat> that were identified, unidentified co-conspirators, and uh, identified co-conspirators, or unindicted, I'm sorry, co-conspirators and indicted co-conspirators in the Holy Land Foundation trial, and the uh, Muslim Brotherhood the memorandum that was found back in 2004 identifying the tactics, strategies, and game plan. And you can trace that, in my view, right back to the Secretary of State, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and Huma Abedin. And you can see how the Muslims have really piggybacked with the Marxists in this country. The Marxists using the Muslims as uh, useful idiots to take over this country, and this is exactly what's happening. In the media. It will very much so, yeah. And and this kind of segues into what Joe's got. Ann Coulter was scheduled today. Was it today or was it? She's scheduled to, to, uh, and folks, uh, some of the stories we're going to get into tonight, go to HagmanReport.com. For the full stories, you can go there and and grab those. But, yes, Ann Coulter's appearance at Berkeley, I believe it was scheduled for the 27th. I'm pulling up the article now has been canceled due to security concerns, and uh, she didn't cancel it. It was canceled by the university. All right. Okay. Um, it was canceled because of concerns of safety and security at the event. The cancellation was for the uh, date of April 27th, and this event comes just days after the latest um, Antifa violent encounter between far-right and, and left supporters at a pro-Donald Trump rally in, Ber- in Berkeley that left a number of people injured, and, and that happened just this last weekend. See, and this is that they're going to find another why. time and date uh, Good. for the Good. often provocative Coulter to speak at Berkeley. But what I was reading here um, further along in the article is what they're doing instead of uh, some of these speakers will have you know some kind of rally during the day and then they'll have a number of speakers in the evening. They want these speakers to come like early in the morning, um, and, and do this like right at noon. So it's like at the uh, during the day, not close to close to the evening. I, I don't know why that they make such a big deal of that. Maybe because they think more people will come out at night to. Are, cause are, they, are they relegated to the free speech zones of, at Berkeley, or is that? You know, they didn't so, get so, that, that so, much. And the, and the article is they're, misleading, They're being too. held hostage. But, but, because see, they, they don't put the blame where it belongs right, as right, far as yeah. the violence. They they even go as far to basically say even the, the pro-Trump rally was, uh, you know, these these uh, pro-Trump people's fault. The violence was the pro-Trump people's fault for even holding the rally. Um, right. And, and, and don't you have any sense, boy? Yeah. It's uh, crazy. <laughs> and you want to talk about the, the media um, there's a, a trend that's continuing to be that, that's increasing. In, Don't make them angry. In the media, the Fresno killer yesterday. We talked about this. There was a man, an African American man, uh, Corey Ali Muhammad, in Fresno yesterday. Yes. Uh, went on a shooting spree, killing three people and wounding others, as he had made rap videos and Facebook posts. 
um, going on and on about how he hated white people. And, uh, of course, he shouted Alu Akbar at the end. Uh, uh, when, when he, he was, was arrested. Well, I don't oh, know. Wait a second, though. Let, let me add. Police are still seeking a motive in that. Oh, my gosh. I know. And not only that, the AP changed the Fresno shooter's words from Allah Akbar and put God is great. And we saw on CNN, Damn New York Christians. Hmm. White Christians. And this isn't terrorism. They're saying this is not terrorism. Not terrorism. Keep repeating. Repeat after me. It's not terrorism. Yeah, not terrorism. So the Associated Press edited the words of a Muslim man who allegedly killed three white people, allegedly killed three white people downtown Fresno afternoon while he shouted Allah Akbar while being arrested. The 39-year-old Corey Ali Muhammad holds fervent anti-Trump beliefs, and according to his social media profile, he hates white people. But is this a hate crime? Nope. Is this a terrorist act? Police are still no. looking for the motive, trying to understand really what, what set this man off. We believe, we believe that he had a really bad childhood, and in fact, his mother might have abandoned him. He's got mommy issues. And he was black. Issues. He was a dark white skinned male. That's right. Dark white skinned male. Not black. Oh, shh, can't say that. And, and that's a, a reference joke to the media's coverage of the Facebook killer being described as a dark white male. Um, instead of so, so some, somebody sent me an email saying he was coming after us, the, uh, that's why he was in in our town. Oh. I mean, okay, yeah, interesting. Because I'm sure that's that's what he's thinking about, <laughs> right? I'm sure we're we're really really up on his list, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, but back to the the uh, Fresno shooter. I'm looking for the other article that I didn't post today, but yeah, CNN also went on to. Uh, make some sort of, I mean, I mean, they're, they're making excuses. CNN completely ignores the Fresno murders. You know, when the, uh, when where's we, Fresno? When we see these, uh, these Muslim attacks against Americans, whether there's racial components or not, and you see the media lie for them, change the narrative of the story to make it fit a, a storyline that is not about Muslims on the attack. It is so frustrating. M- Muslims gone wild. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a new TV series. Muslims gone wild. Oh, don't give it. Tune away. in at eleven o'clock p.m. right here on your local station. Muslims gone wild. And featuring if we were monetized there, featuring right? what's that? What's that? Is featuring Corey Ali Muhammad. Oh yeah, along with co-starring Ahab Jabber. Muslims gone wild. Right here. Eight o'clock, seven o'clock Central Time. You know. um... While we're on the subject of the, yeah, I got the Detroit doctor. You okay? Yeah, okay. I'm fine. All right. But this story just came across, which is interesting. MSNBC counterterrorism analyst, um, what's his name here? Malcolm Nance calls for ISIS bombing of Trump property. That's on Breitbart, folks. And Malcolm Nance. Yeah, he's, he's black, a, right? He's a, he's a black man. He's a right. counterterrorism. Am I allowed to say that? Counterterror, black counterterror. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's a, a darling on MSNBC. Called for the uh, Donald Trump that building. Got anything to do with it? But I have a lot of black friends. Go ahead. Calling for the. Uh, Isn't that what everyone says? <laughs> You're really throwing me off tonight. <laughs> well, Trump property in Istanbul, Turkey. He says, this is my nominee for the first ISIS suicide bombing of a Trump property on Twitter. And uh, 
He's somebody in the presidential election last year who described Donald Trump as the ISIS candidate. So it's interesting to see. I mean, these people are, can get away with, with murder, and um, it's just getting a bit ridiculous. Oh, the yeah. Again, the, the liberal insanity, the covering up of well, Muslim but, crimes, you know, trying to, to, but, but, to def- like in Brandon's case, you even have, you know, Politicians and, and lawmakers. You, you had two high-ranking officials in that in that audience that could have. It, look, I don't know what this this this. In my view, I have to couch that. That's my attorney. He says, "Make sure you." The attorney says, "Look, I know you're paying me like four hundred dollars an hour, so just do this. If you don't want to pay, just say in my in my personal opinion, and then you'll be fine." That is, you know, at least. I, I can't tell you what he said, but no, yeah, you th- I threw myself off on that one. Uh, where were you? What were you saying? Because I threw myself. We were talking off. about the uh, the media's um, role and how they misrepresent facts in these terrorism cases to shield the terrorists from from to shield them and the terrorists from having to say they're oh, yeah. Islamic or Muslim yeah. or it was Muslim motivated. Yeah, and, and anymore, and I'll, I'll be, I'll turn serious now, but anymore you can't, you really can't identify by, by gender, okay, because you can't really, is it the male, is it the female? Um, you really can't say, because there's ambiguity there. Uh, race is out of the question. Religion, when it comes to Islam, is certainly out of the question, unless you are white, uh, and wearing an American flag and carrying an AR-15, then it's okay. And there are some fruit loops like that, trust me, uh, who, who don't deserve, uh, or shouldn't be care- walking around with gun- guns because they certainly can't, uh, chew gum and, and, and think at the same time. And they've got, uh, some pretty silly notions of how life is. So I understand that. But when you've got, getting back to, uh, Brandon's case, when you've got a Muslim, and he goes in, um, to a venue of crowded people, I mean, w- w- what sense? What's the motivation? And again, in my personal opinion, I don't know what, uh, what, what was in his mind or in his heart, what his intentions were. I think, I tend to think a lot of it was, he was, uh, much of it is he's looking for, he's struggling for relevance, in my opinion, in his life. He certainly doesn't, uh, maybe he should get a cat. Um, it, maybe not. Uh, hamster, maybe. Goldfish, more likely. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't try, uh, but, but but see, this creates some. This also creates some interesting dynamics with respect to the Second Amendment, doesn't it? Because think of this: if the authorities, if the the federal authorities, the federal police, the local state police, he didn't do anything wrong, and he's licensed to carry. Think of the dynamics, and this is just a conversation. Think of the dynamics and think of the different facets that has for the Second Amendment, because this guy's clearly a Second Amendment advocate, but he's, but he's Muslim. And he's walking a very thin line. I, I want you, I want you to use your, your, your intellectual prowess there to, to kind of consider all angles of this and how this could be used by people much smarter than him yep. to disarm the populace. Think about that. Again, people much smarter than him. He's just the, the errand boy. But the, um, you know, the not having any charges brought against them, especially, you know, I read some of the, as I say often, I read a lot of comments and, um, 
whether it's in articles or after the articles, uh, from what people say. But th- there was um, a few interesting comments that I don't have queued up. But just going from memory, um, one of the local politicians or somebody inside the, the district attorney's office possibly was laying out the case as to why this wasn't a crime because, uh, you know, you can't. There's something along the lines of, you know, he had the guns legally that he owned, even though they were in his car. He wasn't really brandishing them at anybody. He had two guns on him. He was wearing wearing two guns on him, one of 45 Kimber, I believe, that that he even, uh, on his Facebook pages. But see, that's not the issue. You know, him, when you put all these things together, him being a Muslim, him being at an event that we know he was was against, uh, you know, streaming it live on Facebook while the event was ongoing, panning the crowd with the Quran. And when you put all this together, and his actions in the car, brandishing the guns, telling people to be scared, um, you know, to be frightened, be terrified, actually, yeah, terrified. When you when you put everything together, it's not just you know the one thing or the other. There is no doubt. There should be no doubt in anybody's mind that he intended, if not. Uh, physically to do harm than psychologically to do harm. Right. And, and, and by statute, and I don't have a statute in front of me here, but, uh, in my research, uh, the South Dakota, uh, crime statute, we get 22 dash something something. And what was interesting when Brandon, uh, came on, he, he gave us an example of another case of a man who was in a car and got cut off and boxed in by another driver. And while the other driver had this guy boxed in, Apparently, the guy lifted up a gun to show the other driver that he had a firearm, didn't point it at the guy, just showing, you know, don't come over here, don't start causing trouble, I'm armed. He was arrested, and apparently this was an old man. He was arrested and taken and charged. Yeah, he was in the, he was in the 70s. <clears throat> and, and if you uh, look at that case, that case is much, I mean, you can understand the mentality of what, what that guy was doing. But at the same time, you know, on the same day, you have this other uh, incident happen, which is obviously uh, a, he committed a crime, in my opinion, but the police let him go. And what's really interesting, and I have to check the law, I know you can have guns in your car and whatnot, but, but to have, sure you, you know... If you have a, a concealed carry weapon or a permit, uh, you can have weapons in your car in that state, based on my research. And it doesn't matter the amount of weapon. It doesn't matter the amount, nor does it matter the... Uh, uh, Okay. The law does not limit the amount, the number of weapons now. But we'll just leave it go at that rather than complicate it. We are up against the break when we come back. More news on the other side. And in the next hour, Craig Sawyer. Don't go anywhere. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, Readers of end times fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Wink Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. segment we're going to have Craig Sawyer you don't know the name or I'm sure not not necessarily a household name he's got an organization called Victims for Child Rescue you want to know how rampant the sex trafficking is in this country the pedophilia is in this country and worldwide well what I say Vets for vets, veterans the number veterans for, for child, yeah sorry uh, vets for child rescue.org did I say victims? I'm sorry. Tacticalinsider.com. Yeah, veterans, and then the number four, child rescue doc, doc. Vets. Or vets. Okay, vet, but ultimately, bottom line, his organization, let me start again. His organization is Veterans for Child Rescue, Craig Sawyer. And the um, he, he's going to be talking about the, the sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, the pedophilia network. And, um, you know, this is not, and I'm going to tell you what it's not. It's not about Pizzagate because that is... Uh, Alex Jones was correct in his assessment of Pizzagate. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It does exist, but it... <laughs> when you look at the media's it, definition of what that right. specific term means... It's kind of a target. Actually, yeah. it, it, it's a self-fulfilling target for the people who want to minimize the sex trafficking and the pedophilia. 
But that said, Craig Sawyer is going to come on the second hour. It's going to be a very interesting second hour. And this is an organization I really uh, think everyone should get behind and, and uh, tell others about because uh, he's he's doing great work. He's pretty, just what we've done, consider HomelandSecurityUS.com, Northeast Intelligence Network, just a group of investigators at the top of their professions, volunteering their time, working together, doing what they can to to expose Marxist Muslim uh, infiltration in this country. And on the ground with respect to, uh, well, things like, uh, Berkeley, for example, but not that, um, but similar to that, outing that kind of activity and following the money and such. Well, he, he's got military veterans for child rescue, very elite units. In fact, they've got a, a Viper team. It's the Veterans Investigating Pedophilia Rings Viper team. Very impressive credentials that are out fighting this, uh, investigating and, uh, uh turning Exposing this pedophilia that's uh, fueling the—it's uh, really fueling the, the big. This is really the big thing that's behind everything else. We are not going to let this go. And and I, and I, you know, I've got a problem, Joe. And, and I'll tell you something. And I'm going to get into this uh, this uh, former Muslim uh, or Fresno Muslim faith uh, leaders call shooters Allah Akbar cry a crime against Islam. I, I want to get into that in a minute. But but back to. Uh, Back to the pedophilia uh, subject, which is very uncomfortable. Most people don't want to talk. We've been taught not to talk about this in polite company, mixed company. You just don't talk about this. But by not talking about it, but not identifying it, then you, you, you allow this to continue. And I am upset. As anyone else might be, I am upset right now that we're not seeing the, the, it, the people responsible for the pedophilia networks in DC, in Hollywood, in New York. I am really utterly pissed off that we are not seeing arrests, prosecutions, and that we don't have a more aggressive Department of Justice going after this. Now, and John Rappaport last night yeah. touched on yes, he did on why he yes. believes that we're not going to see those those high profile arrests of people who are responsible responsible you and can't arrest yourself, right? A, exactly. And I, I think uh, John made a great point when he talked about the not only the number of people but the the caliber of people. Who would be brought down inside of the most well-known circles in Washington D.C.? But I, but I see. I believe, Joe, that, that, that this fuels. This is the currency of uh, of the. Of, mm-hmm. I mean, children, organs, drugs, weapons. This is the currency for the, the destruction of our country. The currency of the criminal element out there. And I don't know if this was John Rappaport who said this, but um, or if I read this somewhere, but the. Um, your your uh name not your name recognition your reputation right is especially in, in satanism and in these uh circles are one of uh, things that need to be protected most by these these evil people and when that gets brought down it brings you know everything else down you you open that's right so they're going to protect is, this at all costs. This and, is something we're going to be talking about at the, the Awaken to the Shaken conference. If you haven't registered, i got to throw that plug in there. If you haven't registered to Awaken for the Shaken, do so. Awaken to the Shaken conference, May 5th and 6th in Gurney, Illinois. Go to paulbakeleyprophecy.com or on our website. Register. Register. It's free. You can't beat the price. What are we talking about this? Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just the, um, you know, the, these, these people have made a living, uh, whether... They're involved, you know, whether the people in Washington, D.C., um, and we know, uh, they're, it's not only politicians, it's businessmen, it's, this is an international, um, conspiracy, an inter- international crime ring, and it's not just in the federal government, 
it's in local and state governments and in circles of influence from uh you know a number of different um jobs and, and circles of life from you know lawyers to some law enforcement agencies uh both federal and and state and local to um you know we've even had guests on who talk about this uh with, with especially with the local circles and we know this from experience and with working with Russ Dizdar um who will be awakened to the shaken? Russ Dizdar. You know, these people protect each other. They, they share this, you know, these victims and they, they share the same tactics across the board. And whether it's a Jerry Sandusky at Penn State or it is a local Boy Scout leader, um, these people know who each other are and, uh, they have a way of, of, of um, getting away with this, whether, you know, whatever, whatever tactics they use. And, you know, what we see more often than not is people being arrested with the child pornography. We don't see the distributors and the people who are creating it. Um, it, it seems like the, the investigations or the, uh, when somebody's arrested with, we'll say, you know, a thousand files of child pornography on their computer, we don't see, well, researchers looked into the, you know, the pictures and, or the videos and identified, you know, markers A, B, C, and D leading them to the person who distributes it, leading them to the person who made it. It always ends there. And, uh, again, Rappaport last night talked about the Franklin scandal, uh, the Franklin cover-up, and how the person who investigated and uncovered that uh, was told by people around him that, you know, you're going to hit a brick wall because you can only go so far with this. And uh, I think he made some, some very good points, folks. Go back and listen to our interview with John Rappaport last night uh, talking about this. Because there's a lot in there. You asked the question, why hasn't Jeff Sessions, um, you know, arrested anybody? Where is the Anthony Weiner uh, laptop and information? And without people um, in the media and people, uh, everyday citizens, if they're not pressuring lawmakers, politicians, and other media organizations uh, cover and stay on this, these people are not, I mean, they want this to be swept under the rug as fast as it can. And last time I'll, I'll quote John Rappaport from last night, but he said that they would launch world wars to risk uh, instead of risking exposure. Isn't that isn't that interesting? The yeah, we we can't I mean, have that's uh, insane. Well, 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 I mean, the people involved in that would uh, don't they don't care about human life, obviously. That's true. You, you know, speaking of world wars, imagine the NMP. Imagine imagine any supply disruption. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, um, it would be it would be bad, and of course, I hope you're prepared. Part of the preparations include something a, a utility uh, to cook your stored food on. Minuteman Rocket Stove. Support our sponsors, Minuteman Rocket Stove, being one of them. Uh, they've got a, the perfect cooking stove for your needs, for you and your family. The uh, Minuteman stove is a biomass burning stove, and only requires just a really small amount of wood, sticks, and twigs for fuel. You'll always be able to find enough. I don't care if you're in downtown Manhattan; you'll find enough. Of course, if you're down there, you can. Yeah, trust me, you'll find enough. Uh, it's fully insulated with a factory ceramic, uh, 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 ceramic refactory insulation. It focuses the heat. It directs the heat into one, one spot. It's like a blast furnace. Yet on the outside, it only reaches about 200 degrees. It seals tightly for storage. It's really a great unit, Minuteman rocket stove. Um, you can also get Minuteman fire starters as well. Go to, uh, minutemanstove.com. That's minutemanstove.com. Again, support our sponsors. And, you know, the other, um, the other one as well, especially in an EMP is Green Innovative. 
folks, you want to you want to really get yourself one of these, a battery charger from Green Innovative. Uh, th- those are fantastic. A uh, GMAG power cell from Green Innovative. They also this works really well in charging, recharging batteries. We have one. I've watched it work. I watch it work with. I'm just I marvel at it. And it, you can charge your cell phone. It's got a, a cord to do that. Um, if you have a cell phone or an i or tablet, iPad, whatever it might be. Uh, and of course, Green Innovative is an innovator in these products. Don't don't sit on your haunches and uh, say everything's going to be fine, especially now when during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I, I just happened to see a, a documentary. Joe just kind of stray a little bit. It was, it was interesting, and I think I might have said this before. Uh, mentioned this before. The same documentary where there were people in the Kennedy administration at the outside of the Kennedy administration, or within the administration, but really at the outside of the power structure. Um, uh, one Sunday during that period of time, when the when the, the, when the uncertainty was, were we going we to go to war or not? Uh, actually, two members of the administration bumped into each other in a camping store or an outdoor store in uh, suburban Washington, D.C., on a Sunday shopping for survival supplies. Hmm. But, you know, wouldn't that kind of, what message does that send to you if you're just uh, hmm. behind the counter or, uh, you know, saying, oh, boy. So uh, you can never be too prepared and understand that that we, we are, and I think we are, um, Right before an attack, but getting getting to Joe real quick, I just want to, and then you can go wherever you want. But real quick here in Fresno, if you can believe this, a field day for faculty faculty in Fresno, where the uh, uh, Fresno Muslims faith leaders call shooters Al Alua Akbar a crime against Islam. Uh, this, according to the Fresno Bee, and uh, there you have it. Uh, what more needs to be said? I'm going to stop there. Seriously, uh, Muslim and other faith leaders, and, and this is the this is the hilarity behind it. I think when I, it, it, if it wasn't so serious, it would be funny. You've got interfaith leaders, and this is referenced by uh, Brandon House in, in the special report. You interfaith leaders that are denouncing a violent shooting spree. Yet saying, don't blame Islam. Don't, that's not the motive here. And, and you've got, and, and you've got, uh, Catholics, you've got Christians, you've got, uh, evangelicals or neo-evangelicals, whatever you want to call them. You've got Jewish people, Jewish leaders, all getting behind Islam and saying, Islam's not the problem. Okay, well, what the hell is? Is it the gun? Do you have a bad hair day? I mean, seriously. What, uh, do, do, what kind do you need to, to what do you need for a motive here? Um victims. Dead well you victims, got that. You, you got know. you got that. I mean that's yeah. what they're basically saying. Yeah. I mean he didn't shoot anybody, so we can't we can't charge him with anything. Wait a minute, wait, no, no, no. I'm talking now this goes back to Fresno. No, no, not Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, this I'm sorry. Fresno. I mean Fresno. Uh the Alu okay. Akbar has been used by Muslims to express for over the, the last fourteen hundred years mm-hmm. a battle cry. Who were uh, you know? I mean, it's a it's a it's a known phrase. Yeah, be that is said by suicide bombers before they carry out their their acts of violence. I mean, that's <coughs> people have made <coughs> jokes about it for years. Uh, but see, but Joe, I, I think people like Stephen Colbert. Uh, who's the other? Idiot out, out there that 
night nighttime host. Uh, Conan O'Brien, know him too, but uh, there are a, a, a bunch. And the Samantha B, you know that that uh, raggy mm-hmm. feminist. Uh, but anyway, all of these people are cultivating these useful idiots among the interfaith community. While they decry religion in general as some sort of psychological issue, they are are, are using these these uh, the people out there. Um, Good, well-intentioned members of the religious community who believe in coexistence and, and interfaith dialogue, but in fact, it's a it's a damnable, contemptible lie. But the bottom line here is this will be, and this is being exploited. This, the tolerance of the, the of the Christians is being used as a weapon against them, and they cannot see this. You're absolutely right, and it's it's uh, being used against them and us in the worst ways, because it's not it it's the message of tolerance, but that's not what I mean. They can say it in words, but that's not what their actions are. Their actions are intolerance. I remember, um, you know, being in school and and after school, uh, after the school years, hearing people who were so sick and tired of hearing about Christianity. You can believe what you want to believe, but don't shove your beliefs down our throat. And you remember that, or, or we'll shoot you. But you know, now we live yeah. in this uh, culture where the—I uh, don't even know what to call them—leftists, progressives, communists, Marxists, Nazis, whatever you want to call them—the left is saying it's not okay just to tolerate us anymore. You have to believe the way we want you to, or else you're a racist, or else you're. You know, a hate monger. Um, well, okay, just, it's yes. intolerance. Yes. It's, it's they're saying uh, that you need not only to tolerate, but you need to accept and adapt, adopt the what our beliefs. Otherwise, you know, basically, you you are um, a scourge on society. It, well, okay, that's part of it. Do you know that? Uh, in addition to, <clears throat> okay, the Communist Party USA. Revcom, all of those, the, the signage, the people carrying the signs are proxies for like the CPUSA, Revcom, the socialist, Marxist, and communist. It's, it's, some might say, well, that's kind of a diverse, uh, diverse group of people, but yes. But their, their goals, and particularly CPUSA and the socialists, the people for Bernie Sanders, their platform, let me, let me just tell you what, what, the, what they're, their objectives are, and some have been accomplished, some haven't been. Are these some of the original ones? The original, okay. well, uh, no. are there like 44 of them? No, 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 no. We're not talking back in the 60s. We're talking about under, essentially under Sanders. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Now, this is what they, they have, what they're pining for under, under Sanders and continuing it today as we see in Berkeley and other places, but they want gun control, complete gun confiscation. They want uh, government control of all student loans. They've essentially accomplished much of that. They want a uh, um, $15 minimum wage. They are definitely for anti-fracking, no pipeline, no keystone pipeline, no fracking. They are all in favor of defense budget cuts, and they are uh, they want to normal they want to normalize um, all abhorrent behavior, including homosexual marriages and. Uh, um, any other perversion of both morals and religious or spiritual principles. Um, there you go. I mean, that's their stated objectives. You you have uh, 
I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into all of, all of my findings, but you've got the Democratic, or DSAUSA.org, they've got 60 cha- cha- chapters of the Democratic, uh, Students Association that's heavily involved in a lot of this stuff that's taking place right now. The, uh, International Socialist Organization, you've got, uh, uh, Demo- uh in fact, you can find this on YouTube. They're monetized, uh, uh Demo Socialists is a search term that you can find them on. Uh, the Antonio Gramsci, Mentality, and if you don't know who Antonio Gramsci is, I would say look it up. You've got the DSA infiltration all across, all across our country into Congress. Um, that mentality, the CPUSA, and and the other organizations as well. You've got uh, Sanders, who really is the darling among the Marxists out there, mm-hmm. and, and you know they're trying to roll him back out as a viable right. political. Option. They, they might have to. They might have to, you know, pump him full of formaldehyde at some point, so he doesn't stink up the place, but. uh but yeah, he's. Uh, yeah. What's, what's interesting with them, Rowan? They're doing some kind of tour. Um, the Democrats are doing some kind of tour with Bernie Sanders and uh, another. I want to say well-known Democrat, but there's not many well-known Democrats out there anymore. And it was interesting. Uh, what was his slogan? I'm with her, or Hillary? Yeah, Clinton's I'm, slogan. I'm a stupid. I mean, I'm with her. And, and yeah. another uh, slogan that Sanders adopted to promote Hillary Clinton. He came out this week and said that it was all BS, basically. Um, that it was uh, basically a, a publicity stunt. Who? Uh, Bernie Sanders. Said Sanders. It. You know, but this is something that he rolled out, stood you know, stood for, and said, uh, you know, I'm with her. we got to stand by Hillary Clinton. And now to come back and say all that was just a, a publicity stunt, I heard actually, too, that... Um, after the primaries, that he got some money from the Clintons enough to buy a summer home in Vermont. Yeah, you know, a lot of I this, don't have all the details on that. That's, stuff, I guess that's kind of out there. I'm not sure. I think I think you were probably that. That's maybe two or three levels away from Sanders, but it's still or away from Clintons. But I do believe that took place. Yeah, or well, I know that he bought the home, and it was uh, I think it's almost seven hundred thousand dollars, if not more, uh, home. But still, yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're um, they're pretty desperate, and I see the the news is is. Um, Given this Georgia District Six election, um, a lot of coverage there. You know, you have the MSNBCs and CNN saying, you know, the uh, they're, they're rolling the, these um, elections out as some kind of anti-Trump movement. And I've, I even saw Newt Gingrich and some others commenting on it from from Fox News, saying that you know this just shows that the Democrats uh, can't can't win. One of the interesting things about that uh, election and, and what happened yesterday in the 6th District of Georgia where Tom Price was, as he was given the uh, HHS seat by Donald Trump, that's why they're having these special elections. The Democrat, um, I don't know how his name in front of me, outspent the Republicans $8 million to 75000 Where was this again? In, in the 6th District of Georgia. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. And this wasn't even... Um, and the Democrats could have got it with a 50% or higher vote, but now because uh, there was 12 candidates, 11 Republicans, one Democrat, he didn't meet, uh, meet that threshold. So now they're going to have an election in, I think, on June 20th, maybe. The uh, runoff we're talking yeah, the, about. The yeah, the runoff. Yeah. So, but it's interesting to see. That's the This is the second um, House race that has taken place since the election. And that, and the, that shows, but that shows a bigger, uh, bigger mindset, I believe. Jeff, but the Jeff. money behind it is what's interesting. Yeah. You know, when you look at Hillary Clinton's campaign, she spent over two billion dollars. Yeah. To Donald Trump, hardly didn't spend anything. I mean, imagine, I mean, I mean, the and they're outspending them ten, twenty, thirty to one, and they're still losing the elections. 
So, I mean, if there's any glimmer of hope in here, that is it, that people but, are, are being able to see through or not being manipulated by the, the propaganda. Who in the world spends that kind of money for a public office? George Soros. Well, of course, but... but Right. You make if, less if you than, are, you know, 500 grand, 200 grand a year, and you're spending $8 million, $8 million or more for... Yeah. I mean, you're spending, Hillary Clinton, spending $2 billion on a campaign to make 500 grand a year. But obviously we know that there's untold number amounts of perks, you know, probably priceless, um, with your ability to, to make money while in office and after office. Um, I guess it's the influence. I guess it's the power. You know, it's not about the money at a certain point with these people. It's about being able to, uh, consolidate power and to push the globalist agenda forward and for that they'll be rewarded in in this life with maybe money and fame or book deals or tv shows or memoirs or whatever Hmm. all for further bringing a globalist satanic new world order into power yeah so so, yeah exactly and they're going to do it through they're going to do it through Elections or force. They're going to do it through war. They're going to tear down countries. They're going to set the world on fire. They're going to do whatever they literally. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, again, the, uh, what's, what's taking place in the, in the dark, the uh, pedophilia is just, it's horrible. The sex trafficking. And then, then we get into the organ trafficking. Um, yeah, there's a lot there, and we that goes yeah. back into the spirit cooking. Yep. And I think this is where the, it's very interesting about the spirit cooking. You know, you have a lot of people who call the elite uh, vampires because, and we've from Aleister Crowley's book to the drinking blood, basically of uh, of children yeah. or younger victims, is said to basically give these old people some kind of life force. Well, when you start, folks, when you start investigating this, and let me tell you something. When you start looking at the parties of some of these Hollywood people, the actors and actresses, yeah. and you start looking into the uh, what they what they consider entertainment and art, yeah, and then you go to uh, New York and, and Los Angeles, you you can um, there's a website. I'm not going to give it out, but you can register um, with this website. You have to pay seventy five thousand dollar initiation fee. I believe it's seventy five, and then for fifteen or eighteen hundred dollars, depending or the, the amount, there's two different amounts. I think it's about $1,500 or $1,400. You can attend a party, uh, if you're, if you bring a female. And then, uh, if you, if you come stag, shall we say, it's a higher amount than that. But the, the these are sex parties. Nothing more, nothing less than sex parties. And the perversions there are beyond anything. And again, I'm not going to give the website out, but it, these are coming more and more commonplace. And some of the names you would recognize, including some in the media, many in the media. I shouldn't say some, many, I believe, in the media from what I've seen in through my investigation. Uh, one very prominent makes no secret about it. You know, just, I'm not going to even name that person because I don't want to give that person that. I just, I'm not going to name him. But we'll do it live. Yeah. Remember Bill O'Reilly's little freak out? Yeah, bye, Bill. We'll do it live! <laughs> we'll do it live! Uh, folks, if you're not familiar with that, go on YouTube and search uh, Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. Take the two minutes and have a good laugh. What's that say? What's that say? I can't read it. 
Eric, I can't read that. I can't even make do the impression because there's so much cursing in that. But it's really funny. He's out at Fox News after um, I don't know what I didn't read any articles about it. The name is proud. It Notre seemed Dame. like they had anticipated this because they did a number of uh, scheduling shifts with Tucker Carlson and other people's there. And I think uh, if I had to guess, I'd say a female reporter is going to be brought in to replace the I don't want to say hole that Megyn Kelly left because she was turning into a, a liberal mouthpiece um, for a number they're, of years before I'm sorry, she left. I'm sorry, but, uh, they're many all just, yeah. You know, it's just... But it's Fox News. Um, you got to know these people. And, and you know what? Uh, there are a few. There are just a few that are... I mean, a few well, that's are really a, good. Bill O'Reilly's a dinosaur that I think should have been gone a long time ago, but he's gone now, so we'll see. Folks, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Craig Sawyer, vets4childrescue.org. That's vets 4 ChildRescue.org is a Navy SEAL. Uh, his bio is extensive and very impressive. Um, we're going to be getting into a number of issues with him, uh, specifically child trafficking and pedophilia, and his fight to get to the bottom and expose these people, get them arrested, and save as many children as possible. It's Craig Sawyer. Right after this, don't go anywhere. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. What Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right? You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a thing, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, and that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. A Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an M.O.K. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, 
Trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. PreciousTimberProfits.com. And Hagman Report, HagmanReport.com, HagmanHagman.com, the latter, of course, for the show, the former for news information analysis, Homeland Security US.com. Also, resurrecting that, don't forget, Awaken to the Shaken Conference, May 5 and 6. We're going to be in Chicago, which is or north of Chicago and Gurney, Illinois, with Pastor Paul Bigley, Russ Dizdar, and of course, making an appearance there will be John Robertson, our producer and program director. Very interesting. We're going to be talking about, uh, talking about the larger issue in part. What our next guest is going to be talking about, what, what our guest now is going to be talking about, Craig Sawyer. Uh, he's got an organization called Veterans for Child Rescue. Vets for the number four, childrescue.org. That's vets for childrescue.org. I would encourage everyone to support his organization. I can't think of a better, better place to put your prayers, to put your money, to put your support than this organization. And after ta- after listening to this man for the next uh, 60 minutes, I believe you are going to feel the same way. Craig Sawyer, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report, sir. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, you've got a... a you know what? I used to see yeah. a Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I just... It, I hear it all the time. I, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you were talking about some stuff that, uh, some humorous things actually, uh, and sometimes you just have to infuse humor as we did the first hour, just infuse humor and things because things can get pretty heavy and dark and gloomy, but, but your resume is, it reads like, uh, uh, James Bond resume, I suppose. I don't, I don't know. Um, it would take the entire hour to go through it, but Navy SEAL, um, assassin, I don't know, Marshall. Throwing over, uh, foreign government, uh, whatever. Uh, but now, now you're, you're turning your, uh, efforts into, into, uh, exposing, investigating and exposing pedophilia in the, in, in the, in, well, across the world. In, in using the, your training and the training of others and, uh, others who are at the top of their game militarily in doing this. Talk to us about this. Well, there are, there are a lot of good orgs out there with good people that are doing great work trying to rescue children from, from sex trafficking rings. And what, with, with all of my background, people kind of push me to the, to the front, you know, Saul, you go attack, you go fight while we sit at home. You know, you've got all this background and capability and I'm happy to do that. I just want it to count for something and, and, I've always loved children, as any of us do. We've all been children, so I think we can we can relate. Uh, and more recently, there has been an increasing amount of leaking of 
information about child sex trafficking rings, and particularly a, a dark picture of satanic rituals and child torture and rape, um, just really dark stuff that's hard to understand as a citizen who's a peace-loving, fun-loving person or, or it's it's hard to imagine, okay, why would people do this? And I'm hearing all kinds of reasons why, but the bottom line is I am one who likes to have the American public informed. I think knowledge is power. I believe it with all my heart and soul. And I think we the people need to be informed on certain things. And one of those things is where our children are disappearing to. There are large numbers of American children going missing every day. And we're starting to learn where they're going. And there are these, these rings who traffic them for sex. And uh, a lot of it's really dark and, and very, very harmful stuff. So I, I, when I started learning about it just more recently, I've known that it was going on. Is About two years ago, we were going to film a documentary series on it. And those in Hollywood kind of didn't follow through on getting this to the air. We realized, hey, this isn't in their best interest. A lot of the people at the top of Hollywood are are accused of this, as are many of those top politicians in D.C. So we realized uh, we're going to have to go more independent to get around the gatekeepers, if you will, of the media, because a lot of the people implicated in these child sex trafficking rings, the pedophiles, are have bought up a lot of social media and news media and are their interest is in suppressing this so that they can continue it. And I am inclined to tear the lid off of it and shine the sun, sunlight on this activity, whatever it may be, because I believe that sunlight is the best antiseptic for corruption. And I think we need to air it out, show the American people what's going on so that the American people can kind of wake up to it and realize, wow, this is dark and this is bad and, yeah, it's not okay, and we're not going to allow it to stay quiet, and we are going to force our elected officials to create stronger legislation against this. We need stronger laws. We need more investigations. We need to go and clean this up. There needs to be a massive sweep of this. If it's even a fraction of as large as I'm hearing, well, what are you hearing, Craig? Uh, give me some, uh, if you can, some numbers. Uh, because I've seen numbers that make me just do double takes and thinking, can this be right? Uh, the, the, the numbers that we're seeing of missing children uh, or uh, abused, uh, missing and abused children are staggering. Uh, what are you seeing? Uh, well, as a federal criminal investigator, which is one of the qualifications that I've, I've done professionally and been through all the schools for that, I am trained to be critical and skeptical, and I wait for the numbers. Now, any American citizen can get on the computer and enter any search engine and start typing this up and find out what's readily available. What we want to do is film a documentary series that goes in and shows what is not, has not been allowed to be revealed to the public. Good, bad, or indifferent. We're, we're not going to suppress this like everyone else has done, and we're not going to exaggerate it or, 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 uh, amp it up. We're just going to show the American people what it is. And so whatever, the, what the numbers actually are will be a matter for the FBI and other big agencies that have a handle on all of the cases that are going on to, to uh, reveal to the American public over time. And I think, um, a it's a lot very of the. answer. And I, and I understand that. You know, and it's, and it's prudent because if you say, 
a number that for any reason isn't perfectly accurate, then the naysayers will take that and they'll camp out on it and they'll try to make an issue of it and they'll try to discredit everything and say there is no child trafficking, there is no pedophilia, so it's all debunked. They'll declare it debunked and run away because they want to feel happy about it or they're involved and they want people to look the other way. Exactly. I'm very careful and I'm very determined to, with a metered approach, to march forward and, and go past the, or through the gatekeepers, under them, over them, whatever it takes, and, and document this factually and demonstrate beyond any shadow of a doubt what is actually going on. I think that's the best weapon. That's the WMD, if you will, in this war against our children that's been waged because I can, I've got a lot of talented friends on, on my, uh, team that we could go and we could rescue a few kids here and there with long investigations and cases and we could do some good work, but that's like bringing, you know, a submachine gun or a, or, a, or a rifle to the fight, whereas I want to bring the nukes. I want to bring the big nukes and rip the lid off of this nationally and globally and say, look, America, look at what's going on. This rip the, the manhole cover off of this cesspool, if you will, if you want to use a visual analogy of a cesspool, rip the lid off of it. Flip on all the lights, hit the, you know, rip the sunroof off and let the sun shine on it and go look at this disgusting behavior that's going on against our children. And let's now set about cleaning it up. And I think by informing the American public, we can create a non-permissive environment out of the American citizenship in that everybody will be so, my, my objective is to have everyone so well informed and understanding what this looks like, how it's done, what types of people are involved so that they can dog them at every at every turn. They can notify the officials. They can film it themselves. They can report that these people will be infiltrated with their own friends and family and colleagues that will dime them out at every turn for the children because I think we all can, can agree we don't need our children tortured to death. This is dark and despicable. It needs to be turned around. So it's really about that. A lot of people try to bring their baggage in it. I like to say we, we are a, a walking sum total of our life's experiences, humans. We've all had different experiences and we want to drag that baggage into any issue. This issue is very simple for me and I'm determined for it to stay that way. You're either for a, a child being happy and secure and having a safe and, and bright childhood or you're for him or her being tortured to death and raped and murdered in satanic rituals in this child trafficking debacle that uh, should never have been allowed to grow this large in the first place. So uh, there's there's been a blind eye look to it uh, for decades now, and now we've got a lot of heavy lifting to go back and clean it up because it's that pervasive. Uh, I'm hearing reports that so many... Uh, public officials, um, you know, studio owners, um, politicians, you judges have been bought out or are complicit and are in, in interested in keeping it quiet. So we've got an uphill fight, but man, I'm, if I can't do this with my skills and background, what, what kind of man would I be? And I encourage every American citizen to look themselves in the mirror and say, what kind of man or woman Am I, if I cannot at least pay attention to this, 
contribute a little bit and hound my officials to, to clean this up. So I think we can all write a letter, make a phone call and, uh, and notify our, our friends and family to, Hey, let's, let's clean this up because this, this is just bad. This is just wrong. Right. Uh, Craig, we've heard reports and, and I'll just be, again, from my point of view, be very, uh, prudent and judicial about this measure about this, but we've heard reports about, uh, all sorts of just horrible things taking place. Um, in multiple venues with the, with the politicians, with the leaks of emails and such, I'm, you know, without getting into all that, but, but we know it's there. We know that this activity is there. Why haven't we seen, in your view, in your estimation, why haven't we seen any wholesale arrests of, of, of the very people you're talking about? Um, because we know that, that this activity goes on, but why haven't we seen any arrests to date? Any high profile arrests of, of the, of the, the Hollywood people that, that are well, stuff. what what I've seen is that so far is that this is not a new situation. This has been going on for generations, yeah. and it has been getting worse. And over time, those who are complicit have been buying out and killing off people that they need um, in order to keep it suppressed. They want to do it, and they want to be allowed to continue to do it. So people that that um, shine the light on it or attempt to, they're intimidated, they're bought out, or they're killed off. And the reason that I'm hearing that one of our two main political parties in the United States sat up immediately when I founded this organization and began panicking and planning their attacks against me and the organization to shut us up is because they cannot bear the scrutiny. They, they, it's so despicable and so dark and so shameful. They cannot bear for the American public to know about it. So they, they are desperate to keep it quiet. And there's another organization that is a terrorist front uh, that's very well known. It's a household name in the United States now. And, um, and they are one of the other organizations that's been caught in high level and high intelligence community level. Internet chatter, um, panicking about little old me and my organization, yeah. and planning their their attacks. So Ooh. I always say, look, man, if if I'm the thumb in the eye of child rapists and child torturers, who man, what an honor and a privilege for those children, for me to to have the the privilege and the honor to serve in any capacity. That uh, that rattles the cages of the dirty and the filthy and the and those who are evil. Absolutely. So man, people are saying, Craig, well, won't it be sticky? Because they're they're ugly and they fight dirty. I'm like, yeah, that, that hell. Welcome to my life, man. I'm spent. Well, you were born. You were you were born. You're a warrior. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I am a warrior, and one of the things that I I believe that I can contribute that I'm supposed to contribute is to pick up that flag, and be an inspiration to all. You know, maybe people don't have the background that I do, and maybe they feel more fearful than I do. But we are uh, strong together. Together we are what we can't be alone. And so perhaps I can be a leader. I, and there again, I want to give credit to the people that have been doing this for years. Uh, and my thing is not to put the hands on extrications of these of these children's children necessarily, uh, but to be the the video piece, the audio to 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 be the camera, if you will, to the American public and show them. So I think I can, I can be the rallying cry of saying, Hey, follow me, follow me on me, America. Let's go. Let's charge into this fight 
because I've what I've learned by blowing the whistle against high level federal officials in the in the past successfully, and it was an ugly fight and it was costly for me, but I was ultimately successful. I learned that they are just the weakest among us. They are the people that that conduct themselves in this despicable manner are not the strong and the brilliant and and uh, although they may be intelligent to a degree, they are the lost. They are the desperate. They have resulted to the ridiculous. I mean, imagine yeah. your, what it takes for you to get off. What kind of sick goat trail do you have to follow down searching for something that matters? Like my mother would say, these people need Jesus. I mean, can't they just see that's the, the basic moral decency? Really, you can go all the way around the world and, and all these different uh you know, solutions and, and you fall all the way back to these people just need Jesus. I mean, it's that really that simple at the end of the day. Uh, and a lot of people may not get it, but a lot of very old and very wise people that have been around the block a dozen times do get it. And they're like, you know what? You're absolutely right on that. But I think it's, it's about in, in just emboldening the American people and saying, Hey, you may not have the ability, but my team and I do, and so do others. And we're going to network together, and we are going to unite, and we encourage you to rise up with us. Stand up, start writing letters, start calling your elected officials, vote them out if they won't uh, have any positive effect, if they're if they're cowards or if they're not inclined to go against this. So I think it's, it's just inspiring people and motivating them is one piece of it. And another thing is the reason they're, there are so many of them as they have taken their time and they've put people in key positions uh, throughout the chain of command of, of government and media and, and academia, you know, and we've allowed it because, we, you know, we, the, the patriotic and morally decent American citizen has left the cupboard the, to the rats over the decades uh, because we are hardworking and we're paying attention to our families and our jobs and we're being responsible and we can't imagine that people would be that weak and that sick to turn against our country and do something that's really demonic. If you if you take a really close look, you start peeling back the layers of this, and you see that these people are keeping children in cages, and they have altars, and they're they're literally and intentionally torturing these infants and toddlers to death. Uh, some reports are, are saying that they're doing it for their DNA and for their stem cells because it's going to make them live longer. Look. What can a billionaire or trillionaire not buy? They can't buy immortality. And some people are saying, yeah, Craig, that's one part of it. These sickos are uh, using this to, to try to make themselves, uh, their immune system stronger and live longer. It's just, it's misguided, man. It's sad because if they would really use that money and that effort to do something positive, they would feel that, that emptiness that they're searching for so desperately inside. And they could genuinely feel good. And on their deathbed, they could know that they're going to a good place. Uh, but right now, they're just lost in search, and they're doing um, misguided, just stuff that feeble people do. And in their minds, maybe it's not evil, but the effect is evil against the innocent. And the, and and their takeover of our of our government is evil, you know, because they're they're eroding eroding and destroying the freedoms and liberties of the decent people. So they're they're ruining the world for all the good people by doing this. That's just despicable. And it's I, I feel when people are like, Are you scared? No, I don't feel any fear. I I recognize the, the dirty games that they play and I, I I'm okay with that. I don't care. 
come what may. Um, I tell people I'd rather die walking out of the front door right now, get struck by lightning, than live another 20 or 30 years uh, in shame and regret and die and die looking back on my life and going, man, I, I was I, I died in cowardice uh, just for a few more years or a few more dollars to to, to, to hook myself up. Uh, what about the kids? If I don't stand up for the hit kids, who's going to do it? And if I do it, maybe others will join me, and, and others already are in large numbers. It's inspiring. I get chills when I see the the, the mail and the, the 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 messages and the people saying, "Yes, Craig, I have stories where people are just pouring. They're starved for justice. We've had a federal government that has been bought out and corrupted, increasingly so for generate you know for for decades now at least." And it has gotten worse and worse. And the American public is starved for justice. They, they're, they're used to the bad guy paying for his crimes and the good person kind of getting recognized for that. That's the way it's supposed to be. And now the American public has been demoralized. They have been just, 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 um, beaten down and they've lost hope because they've seen these Big names that are flagrant, not just criminals, but traitors against our constitution and our, and our people parading around Washington DC like they're untouchable because until now they have been untouchable. Those people need to go to prison and some of those people need to hang from a rope. Why? Because that's the law. That's, that's what is just. And the American citizen is starved for that. They're like, when are these people who have attacked us and done so much harm to our nation and to our children going to be held accountable. And that's why people voted for President Trump. They're like, you know what? Do it. Do it. Uh, throw the switch. Pull there's the lever. Lot, Craig, there's a lot of impatience out there. I mean, you know, I don't mean to get you off your stride there, but there's a lot of impatience because I get emails all the time. Well, where in the world is the, you know, all this talk of this child abuse and, and uh, uh uh, spirit cooking and uh, all this, but where's the justice? Where is the justice under Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions? What do you say to that? Because I, I mean, you've got the law enforcement, military background. You've got the background. You've got the insight. How do you handle yeah. it? Okay, law enforcement insiders' insight. These cases take time. If you throw the book at somebody, if you pull the trigger on a case too soon, that case will be dismantled in a court of law by high-powered, um, highly paid attorneys. And because the attorneys aren't looking for justice and they're not looking for the truth. They're looking to win the case. That's the insider's scoop there. So if we understand that they're just looking to win their case, uh, and that they will dismantle the, the, the case to, by any means that they can through the letter of the law, or or any co- sort of courtroom antics trying to discredit witnesses and all the other thing, the cases have to be built very deliberately and very solidly, and that takes time. So I hope and I pray and I believe that President Trump has tasked his DOJ, his new legitimate DOJ, to go through and systematically build the cases against these crooks that we're all starved to watch them hang at the end of a rope or spend the rest of their life in prison for what they've already done to us, that he's that they're going through the motions and and the professional due diligence that's required to build an an open and shut case, and that when that when the house of cards begins to fall, it will topple rapidly, and I think the hearts of the American public will soar, and we can once again feel like there is justice and hope for the innocent, 
and that um, that the, the sunlight will come back out. So we, that's the day that we all pray for. And if I get uh, President um, President Trump's ear in a meeting, and I'm I'm asking for that, and I want to I want to charge him to to do that. And I, again, I trust and hope that he already is. But we've got to attack our attackers. And uh, what I mean by that, I mean there are this there is this network of anti-American subversives who have been allowed to attack our elected president and our constitution at will. There is no return fire, so to speak. There are no attacks against them. They are not being investigated and prosecuted and thrown in prison for crimes that they're already guilty of. Many of these people are felons already on multiple fronts. They need to be start, uh, need to begin being yanked out of their fancy high-rise apartments, out of their mansions, out of their limousines, and thrown in a slammer and booked and prosecuted for what they've done to us. And they need to be held accountable. They need to be running scared. They need to be running so scared that they're afraid to stick their little head up and start attacking our president because he's setting about doing what we elected him to do. He's following out, he's following through on what, what the ticket that he ran on and God bless him for it. And it doesn't matter if he's perfect. Doesn't matter if his hair's perfect or if he speaks perfectly. We've been conditioned to freak out over the manner somebody, you know, over political correctness and words. We need to throw that off, and we need to look at results now. And that's what a sane public does. We look at what someone does, and we ignore what they say. We'll take note of what they say and watch and see if what they do actually matches that. But we only need to take note of what they say. We, we need no longer fall apart over what someone says. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a trick. That's an attack against our society. I say political correctness is a weapon of mass destruction against the American public and our effectiveness because it prevents us from from saying what really is. Yeah. If it takes us 15 minutes of tiptoeing around to gently suggest that something might be the truth rather than just say what is the truth, uh, that that's um, that then we're hamstrung. And I think we need to throw that off. So I'm against political correctness. I am for being respectful to people, to all people. And I am for being decent and for helping the, the small guy. But I am against all American citizens prevented from speaking the truth through some sort of scheme somebody cooked up at Columbia University years ago. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And I was having a conversation with our producer today, and we were talking about um, here and with a number of other alternative media and independent media uh, companies, and just people out there, they're going through issues with uh, with censorship and being demonetized on YouTube. And I, I told uh, John, I said, you know, I'd rather be censored out out of broadcasting rather than, uh, you know, having to sell out our message to to you know please this person or be politically correct to that organization. Um, back to something you said about about the the Trump White House. Um, you know, we've seen a number in the last twenty years so many political scandals and uh, the lack of justice, the lack of any enforcement of laws, even when people are caught red-handed. And from your comments, I, I would say that you, you do believe this, uh, but you, do you believe that we, there is still hope with the Trump White House that we will see uh, some justice brought, um, whether it's to the pedophilia um, aspect or a number of other uh, misjustices and crimes that have been committed or that will continue to be committed um, in the government? Uh, we've just seen a lack of government accountability in, the, in these people being held uh, responsible for their crimes. Do you think this would this will change under Trump? 
I do. I do believe it. I I share mutual friends with the president behind the scenes that have known him for decades, and and he means what he says. And I do believe it 100%. Now he he is surrounded by subversives and people who would undermine him, and I, those people need to be weeded out. One of the things that is being reported now is that those uh, and that the reason that he's having a hard time getting his cabinet all cleared and in place is that those who are in charge of granting government clearances, security clearances, have been compromised and put under the thumb of these uh, either deep state subversives or call them what you will, but those who would um, undermine our elected president. And one of the techniques is to is to drug the, the, the person either at a bar or, or, or a restaurant and get them uh, separated, usually with a, an attractive woman or or, or whatever, uh, take your pick, or whatever their flavor may be. And then next thing you know, they pass out and they wake up and there's a photograph there of them. And lo and behold, there's a child in chains or some sort of heinous thing. And they, and they realize, oh no, you know, they've got me for blackmail now. So, and then they're ordered not to clear any of Trump's cabinet. So he's having a hard time apparently just getting the basics done. So we've got some very treasonous anti-American types in there just fighting the president, uh, at every turn, not because, uh, his, not who, because he's bad for the American people, but but just because they're going to fight him no matter what he does. Who's behind? Yeah. Okay, just that 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 compromising situation you described. Who, what organization, or individual group entity is behind doing that? If you know, or yeah, this wouldn't is it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice for it to come out in a long list of, of prosecutions and incarcerations? After having it gone, would that not be a shot in the arm for the American public to go, you know what, this, because the swamp does not want to be drained. And would not that be a beautiful day that, um, once, once the subversives one at a time are weeded out, uh, and, and things are corrected and investigations are conducted in good faith, and the guilty are in fact prosecuted, and then the American public is read in on it and informed on how this happened, who was behind it, and why, and how to prevent it in the future. That oh, must happen. Boy. That must happen. And I, I urge everyone that may be around the president who might hear this, please let him know that. Uh, and let's please do that. Um, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm just an operator, but I've I've worn a few dozen hats over the years and I've picked up a few things and I have friends at the top of just about every intelligence agency and law enforcement agency out there and uh, I, I do know a little bit and um, and I believe with all my heart and soul that, that that's what needs to happen so there's, I agree. there's a lot of heavy lifting to do <laughs> absolutely and, and you mentioned the, the blackmail in the scenarios um, and that's just so troubling to think about you know that, that things are done in a way uh, like this where these tactics are, are employed uh, to get people to a, in a situation where you can use them to your advantage. How much of this do you think goes on in the, especially in the political uh, circles of power, where people are either blackmailed for, we'll say, things like affairs or maybe uh, an, an addiction or gambling or drug addiction, 
or in situations like you just described where they're completely, you know, basically set up to be blackmailed. Do you think that, you know, this is um, a big problem in, in these political uh, arenas? Everybody, everybody in that town has been blackmailed and it, and it is constant. What I've, what I learned as soon as we, we launched Veterans for Child Rescue is those two groups began panicking and, and I said, man, why little old me? You know, there are other groups that have been attempting to, uh, you know, not so much shine, shine the light on it like we want to do. And, and I'll get, I, I want to come back to shining the light on it and, and why that's, um, why that's their Achilles heel what, and why that great new. When did you start? I'm sorry. I got to ask this. I got to jump in here. When did you start veterans? Uh, it's about, it's been about three weeks now. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, um, you, you, you want to share the, you want to share the name of the groups or you want to give us a hint? No. Oh, and, and here's what I want to do. Yeah, one of the groups is one of our two main political parties. Okay. The top brass of that party, uh, were immediately freaking out, apparently, and, uh, planning how to shut me up. And then another one is a, is a terrorist front group. Right. That polit- pretends to play nice here in the United States. And we, you know, that's widely known. So, yeah. um, the, the, back to your question on, is there blackmail, or not is it, but how widespread may it be? Um, I've learned that the reason that these two groups were panicking was because I've got a clean background. My nose has been clean. My father was a pastor of a church, and I'm certainly no saint. Uh, but I've lived a, a, a very straight and narrow life. And so there's nothing that I've done that can cause people to look away from the fact that we should be taking care of the children. And so these two groups, uh, that's, that's what caused the panic is, is, uh, the high level intelligence officials informed me. They said, saw, uh, you can't be bought and you can't be intimidated and they know it and they're scared. So uh, that leads me to, to, to believe and understand, uh, in addition to all the anecdotes and, and personal stories that I know of, of politicians that have been compromised and all that. And even the ones that you see turn against Trump openly and like, Man, that's a decidedly anti-American stance. Why did you take that? I mean, you can just feel it since when they've been, uh, compromised. It's like, man, they don't, they don't throw that clown out right now, man. Taking a stance like that, that's, that's, that's no stance any patriotic American would ever take. And you're supposed to be a Republican? What, what planet are we on right now? So, yeah, it's widespread. It is widespread. And, Again, back to my precious mother and father. You know, my mom saying those people need Jesus. Well, if if a lot of these people weren't coke addicts and 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 sending for little uh, prostitute boys to their office and and they didn't have so much dirty laundry to be leveraged against them, then they'd be able to hold a straight line and they'd be able to to do some good in Washington D.C. rather than be compromised and 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 rendered useless. So we the we the people. So I think, man, what I want to encourage is decent people. Man, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a rock star to go into D.C. and clean it up. Some of these people, so many of them are completely worthless and useless in that town that even just a decent, even just the regular guy or the regular lady who just intends to act in good faith, who doesn't have... You know, hasn't been a murderer or rapist or, you know, drug addict or, 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 or done things that can really be leveraged against them that'll just go and, and just do what they say they're going to do. We can turn this entire country around and we need that desperately. 
We need, it's a cesspool in DC. Everybody knows it. And so let's just, uh, let's get some people in there that'll just do the job. You know, I think, uh, it's like taxes. It's been made so complicated that we don't feel confident doing it ourselves. And I think, you know what, there's, we do need to be a highly educated and qualified to serve in public office. But, but it, right now it's been left to the lunatics. Uh, on the extreme ends that, that don't know anything. And, and they're, but they're just, they're, they've been, their, their positions have been bought. And we see people that, that can't even form a, a proper sentence. And not that I'm a, a decent speaker either, but I mean, I look at the people that are holding some of these offices. And I'm like, how on earth did he or she find their way out of bed this morning, let alone in such a, a vital a position of natural, national importance? I just, don't understand every day how they're still there. So we need decent people in there. We, we, we do. Uh, be encouraged, folks. Study, learn the game, get in there because we got to turn this around. We've left the, the storehouse to the rats too long. Absolutely, folks. We're talking with, with Craig Sawyer, um, and visit his websites, tacticalinsider.com and then the, the, the big one that we're talking about tonight, vets, the number four, childrescue.org. But by the way, uh, Joe, I just want to say, you give this guy a paper napkin, and he can kill a man. Okay. <laughs> I jest. Folks, no, I go on hagmanreport.com, and under the tonight's write-up for the show, read read Mr. Sawyer's uh, bio and experience. It is. He, he, seriously. He, he's he's earned my respect. I mean, he's got my respect. Um, he's done a lot. Yeah, a lot of people don't get done in a lifetime what he's done through his career. Craig, I want to make sure we do this. Can I hire you guys to tell that to my kids? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you married? <laughs> I wish they thought that. I'm just the guy that makes them clean their room. <laughs> um, I want to make sure we, we, we have 20 minutes. Veggies and take their vitamins. Exactly. I know. I know, man. <laughs> we, we have 20 minutes till the end of the, uh, end of the hour. Um, vets for child is is the the website it's the um uh latest or it's your uh, organization and your action plan um to work against pedophilia i want to make sure that we the listeners out there and, and uh, people who listen to this tonight or even on the archive um what 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 can people do to help you um Money contributions, uh, tips. What what is it that people can do to best serve and, you? And, you know, I, I looked at your website, and, and you do make that clear. You don't necessarily. I mean, you, you got cases that if you got a case, send to law enforcement. But but uh, support is helpful. But yeah, but go ahead, show. Uh, or go ahead, Craig. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, the first things first is the donations because it's a nonprofit org, and we're crowdfunding right now, and and. And, and funding the non, the nonprofit organization that will shoot the documentary. So, a good quality documentary that people really want to see, uh, takes, takes a little doing. So we're, we're raising the money. We need that. We need it. We need it. So thank you for everybody that's doing that. And if you know people of means who are stroking big checks to, to, to things that they believe in, let them know that we're here, man. Uh, I'm not, we're not risking our lives to do this, uh, for no reason. We, we want this to make a difference. I believe with all my heart and soul that, that shining the light on this is the best weapon against it. It's the, it's the strongest defense for our kids is to show what has been so effectively and so widespread, um, suppressed until now. There's a reason they're desperate to keep it quiet. And I think ripping the lid off and denying them that 
veil of darkness to operate under is is the best way to disrupt it. We have to disrupt this. We have to expose it. So that's what we need to do. You know, so spread the I, word to people. Okay. Let them know that we're here and and back us and beat down. The, look at my background. Look at my heart. And and look at what I'm determined to do and what my what my values are and what I'm up to. And I'm I'm giving you my word. I am closely vetting everybody that's involved in this. Although there's a lot of people saying. So I want on the team, and I'm like, thank you, but we got 12 guys deep, and for every slot, for you know, SEAL Team Six, Delta Force operators, SAS, we've got the operators, we've got the the senior veterans from the top of all the intelligence agencies, we've got the personnel. We just need to fund it now, shoot that first documentary, show people what it really is, and then we will open up uh, hotlines for people to to submit cases and start building case files and and be a bigger portion of this to interact with uh, federal law enforcement on the larger level. But for right now, we're, we're very narrowly focused on our initial mission. And that's, okay. that's now, that was my question. Yeah. yeah. So, so right now your mission is to create this, uh, this, this central docu- documentary to expose the problem or to, to show what's going on here. Um, and, and then, um, Either concurrent with that, or I'll ask you: Do do you have? Are you engaged in rescue operations concurrent with that, or is it only after that will you? Uh, we've we've already we've already uh, quite a while back developed a a very uh, unique uh, level of access with some federal and local law enforcement that are making a lot of big things happen, and um, okay. and so that's what we will be doing. And gotcha. we will, we will show that. And we, uh, I want all of federal lo- local law enforcement out there that may hear this to, to know, yeah, I've got a, an, an, a background of federal law enforcement. I, I get it. We, we do want to show the public what's happening to the kids. And we want the public to understand the, the good work that's being done, but we will not compromise the operational techniques, the sensitive techniques that law enforcement is using. To, to get the good work done. Look, uh, I've operated at the highest level of counterterrorist operations, and I, I understand OPSEC, so I want people comfortable with that. Our, our team is highly sensitive to that. So while we are going to have cameras, it's going to be a low-pro um, um, run-and-gun kind of a, a filming to where people on the streets won't even see the cameras. And, um, and we're going to film it, and we're going to be very careful so that law enforcement, when they see it, they're not going to be disappointed that their sensitive techniques are compromised. They're going to be thankful that we're celebrating their hard work and showing the American public how they can help. Well, that's so it's difficult. a very positive wow. thing. Wow. That's a high fire act to, to walk, but, uh, hey, if it weren't difficult, I wouldn't be interested. Craig, uh, on the documentary, um, you know, we've been uh, doing this show for six, seven years now. We've come across a number of people who offer uh, – technical expertise advice and you know equipment and whatnot would you have any uh like if there's people out there who are willing to uh, maybe they're videographers or they have uh, experience in doing things like this who are willing to volunteer their time and their resources uh would you be able to um would people be able to, to work with you if they offered things like that they they will in time but for now we've got everyone identified that we will be and in fact, we've got people, good people that we haven't even gotten through the processing of yet. Uh, there, there, while I say big Hollywood doesn't necessarily have the interest to see this hit the, 
hit the air. Uh, there are very good people at every level in Hollywood that, that are interested in seeing this. So we've got, we've got a lot of talented people behind us. So, but we do want to give more people the opportunity to contribute. So that's going to be something that grows as well. Which you right now. I'm sorry. What, your target date for, uh, well, we're piecing it together. We've got a line producer that's mapping out scheduling and budget and, and, and all of that. So, uh, there, that's why all the meetings are happening and that's, that's what we're, that's what we're up to all day. So, um, wow. uh, soon, soon, uh, we've, soon. we've got to fund it first. You know, we've got to get some, uh, we're, we're not all co-located right now. A lot of these, as you, as you might be imagining our international talent at what we do. And so we, we're going to get everybody co-located and, and run this for a while. So it's going to take a little, it's, it's, it's costly. But we're we're doing it. So we're not doing it uh, in the way that a, that a high level, a typical production would be run, where everybody's making extravagant paychecks. Now we're we're all contributing and doing this on the on the lean to to get it done. So uh, we'll do a lot with what we've got, but we do have to raise the money first. All right. Well, it sounds good. Yeah, we only have a few minutes left uh, before we're to cut you loose um, in preparation of the next hour. Or so I want to just tell you this: we're getting a number of emails of people saying that. They're going to keep you in their prayers. They're going to keep your your organization in their prayers, and um, people definitely appreciate uh, more than anything the willingness to go out there and 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 to try to make a difference and and uh, to make that difference because we see, as you said earlier, so much talk and not a lot of action. And I just want to make sure we get that that message across to you because um, I've already read at least seven emails in the last ten minutes that uh, people are expressing that that appreciation and. Um, adding that they will continue to, to keep you guys in their prayers every night. And there's so many people out there who wish that they could do something that don't know where to start. Any advice to people out there who are who are trying to um, show this problem to people in their sphere of influence, how to approach it? Because we see a lot of times, uh, especially today, there is a lot of backlash to talking about, even if it's true, controversial subjects. Uh, pedophilia being, you know, a huge, uh, issue with many people. Um, but it just seems like the truth is, is people don't open their eyes and, and refuse to open their eyes to the, to the truth anymore. Yeah. Um, well, the naysayers would shoot, shoot people down. They would shout us down for, for speaking the truth. And there's a lot of subversives out there. A lot of them are paid. Uh, we know one billionaire that, that pays. He funds rioters. He funds people to, to, um, 24-7, hang out on the internet and shout people down who would speak up for freedom and liberty. So we've got to attack those attackers and, and, and throw them aside. But in, in getting the truth out, we've got to be careful not to give them any ammunition. So we've got to be very uh, prudent on how we choose which information we're going to share. So I think it's just, I would suggest to the people that want to share it, um, get out there, research a little bit. Uh, be solid on on the numbers uh, that are going on, the figures that you're finding, and vet them through multiple sources. And once you're comfortable, uh, then you can demonstrate that to your friends and family. Go look, look at how many people are are, are falling uh, victim to this, and look at the the 3,000 arrests that have been made just since mid January, since Trump has been in in the presidency and office. I mean, this is this is there's a lot going on that should be celebrated. Uh, on on uh, headlines of main, all mainstream media. Man, look at all these these uh, these um, these pedophiles that are being arrested 
and look at how many children aren't going to be subjected to that anymore. And but it's not. And so I think it's it's hard to get the word out now. Increasingly, as this ring uh, gets busted up and the truth comes to light, it'll be there'll be a momentum shift, and uh, and it'll it'll start to accelerate. And the, as the sun comes out, we'll be able to share the truth more and more. So. Just be patient, uh, you know, don't agonize over it. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day and the United States won't be rebuilt in a day. So we're gonna, we're going to, uh, just, just, just keep hammering away and stay on solid ground with the information that you're sharing. Kind of taking us down a, a, a different avenue here. Um, the media. We know that there's a number of, of independent media out there that people are, are turning to in, in place of the mainstream media. We see the mainstream media kind of as gatekeepers. Why is it because of the corporate control? Um, why do we see, as you said, you know, the mainstream media will take, they'll, they'll protect these people. They'll shield the truth, uh, from the American public. They will tell lies just for the sake of telling lies, but they always they try to, well, to debunk that, or yeah, say they're well, going to debunk and, uh, they deflect. What, what, is there any hope that any good will ever come out of the mainstream media again or have they just been completely compromised and, and this is what they're going to do? Well, I, I beg people to correct me if I'm wrong, but if you do the research on all of our mainstream quote-unquote news media, they're all now owned by only six different entities, and each of those entities are essentially hostile to the American citizen. So what what nation in its right mind gets its news from its enemies? So those those mainstream outlets are not going to inform the American citizen with powerful information, information that empowers the citizen. If they are owned by those who are hostile to our best interest, then they are only going to give us fluff. And that's what the American public is seeing. More increasingly, it's become more and more flagrant, um, particularly on the left, where it's just, just ridiculous anymore. You know, uh, there, there can just be the most flagrant uh, um, mass crimes and they'll say that it's not happening that everything's fine and smile at us and people are just more disgusted so that's why the american citizen is going more and more increasingly to uh independent sources and and outside of the mainstream because they're sick of the lies and it's become more and more apparent now so it's disappointing man it's it's sad it's a sad day to look around and turn on all the channels and have all of it just be uh, weak fluff exactly and deny what's really happening. So, hey, for the sake of these kids, I hope somebody picks it up. Um, I've got all my friends of contacts hounding all the mainstream out- outlets saying, hey, have Craig on. Have others on. Let's talk about this. Don't you care about kids? How, how come you're still silent? Just kind of hounding them because they're, you know, they're owned by, by those that, that don't want it out. So they're remaining quiet. Man, it must feel shameful to be a major anchor and for a, for a mainstream outlet and not be allowed to speak up for these children. Do you, that must be, feel pretty bad. Well, one approach, and um, not that you'd have to lie, but getting on on these networks under a different pretext or under a different subject matter might be the only one of the only ways to approach it, especially if you go through and, you know, uh, uh, give your information and try to get on a number of these shows if you're turned down by all of them. You might just keep trying to get uh, the, from your uh, background and your expertise from your personal experience. And then be able to slip I, I a mention in that way. Though. I think he's marked. I <laughs> Could think, be. I think yeah. he's marked. No, I've, I've, I've been on all of them for different uh, things that have happened. 
in, in my professional career. So I've been on all the major uh, networks, some of them multiple times, uh, talking about major national issues. And um, they they know this is going on. They know who I am. You know, I'm not a new guy to them. They do. And so well, uh, I, I could go on there and try to sugarcoat it. Uh, but I think if I sugarcoated it to the degree that they would have me on, it it wouldn't have any meaning anymore. And I think the viewer would go, well, that didn't mean anything just now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So where's the meat? One last question for you, Greg, before we cut you loose. Um, the, uh, one of the things that we're seeing here is the international route lines of, of children. And uh, one person, one citizen journalist that we had on our show, George Webb, I don't know, are you familiar with his work on YouTube? I am. Yep, I've I've seen quite a bit of it lately. Okay, all right. That was just a question. I, I'm going to leave that hanging because I, I really think that people need to understand. Uh, yeah. No, I applaud his efforts, and I and anyone who's trying to understand and has information and is trying to put it together for people, man, I applaud it. Now, uh, I'll say this. Uh, I'll add this caveat. We've got to be very, very careful that we safeguard our national security. Yes. But I haven't seen that he's out to, to, to compromise our national security whatsoever. From what I've observed of him so far is that he's out to just um, uh, reveal that which is 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 corrupt and uncover it uh, for the good of American citizens. So, so far, what I've seen is, is good, so I applaud his efforts. Craig Sawyer, uh, an American hero, true American hero, and one who deserves our support, our prayers, and, uh, I mean, folks, spread this, this segment of this, this show around to your, your friends and your family. Support, uh, Veterans for Child Rescue. You'll be hearing more about that, I'm sure, and Craig, sorry, I'm sure. Craig, thanks for yeah, being such a great guy. Hopefully here on, on the Hagman and Hagman Report, um, Craig, uh, obviously you're more than welcome to come back anytime. And when you get the, the DVD documentary going, uh, we'll promote it on, on all of our, uh, on our show and on our websites as much as we can. And, uh, anytime you need to, to say something or have breaking news or need help with something, give us a call and, and we'll we'll do what we can. I appreciate you guys so much for that. Uh, you're, you're part of the solution and, and God bless you guys for it. God bless so you. you stay open help, us, help us shine a light, man. We appreciate everybody's support. All right, brother. Thank, Thank you so much. There. Thank you. And people should tremble at the name Craig Sawyer and the Veterans mm-hmm. for Child Rescue. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right. Folks, uh, we're going to be... Uh, and be coming back with Pastor David Langford, of course. Um, wow. Know that things are being done. Know that things are being done right now for children. Now, you know, in Chicago, Russ Dizdar is going to be there. And, and you know, folks, Pastor Russ Dizdar is a pastor of a church, and you know his work out there with uh, multiples, for example. And can you cut that? There you go. Thank you. Um, you, you know, his work with, on, on this very topic. The images that Craig Sir spoke of, the children in the cage, cages, to see those. Yeah, that's something that, you know, Russ uh, uh, deals with frequently. Amazing. And he's, he's brought, um, Cases and and the evidence here to to our yeah. studios and you, I mean you yeah. talk about having to uh, and I haven't said much but I've, I've been no you working haven't. with Russ yeah we live in close proximity to each other and he has a number of of cases that are you know right in our 
area yeah. and the surrounding area. And, and this stuff's disturbing. I mean, um, if you, if, yeah, you know something, Joe, and a lot of people don't really understand what the level of, you know, my book, Stay My Blood, I wrote that back in 87. I had no idea. None of this. I had no idea that, uh, of this stuff. And it was after that, uh, after I published that, that I got a call from Ross and he said, my gosh, I just read your book. And, and okay, this is, we, we, you know, we need to talk. Of course, we were, it's so weird because Russ and I and, and Joe, we were doing things together before that. And, but I never really explained things to, to Russ. Uh, I, I just, I just didn't. And subsequent to that, and, and in, uh, of the last several, last year or so, last year and a half, we've been working on exposing, or we're working on investigating local cases that have national implications. And some to murders and such. And Russ, I'm sure, is going to be talking about this. I'd awaken to the shake, and I know we will as well. Um, and Craig Sawyer is on the more military intelligence side of things. And he's, when I say that, he's got the team together to create the, uh, it would be, as he put it, the nuclear explosion. And I think, you know what, I think working together, all of us, to expose this satanic uh, demonic agenda and, and, and the rot that is within our society, the demonic rot that's taken taken over, whether it be the media, or the Hollywood celebrities, or power brokers in D.C. It's Folks, our job to do that. We are up against our, our top-of-the-hour breaks. Yes. When we come back, as we do on the third hour of each Wednesday, Pastor David Langford from The Voice of Evangelism will be our guest, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these short messages. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. 
For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Each and every Wednesday in hour number three, we are joined by Pastor David Langford from thevoiceofevangelism.com. And on the last Wednesday of every month, we do a question and answer segment uh, with our audience and with Pastor Langford. You can send an email to Pastor Langford, and we also do a call question and answer um, on that same show. So don't forget, next week is that show for the question and answer. This week, Pastor David Langford is our guest, and not sure what we're going to get into tonight, but welcome back to the show, Pastor. Thank you, Joe. A great, great joy to be with you guys tonight and uh, with your dad, and uh, just looking forward, as always, to share something from the Word of the Lord. Amen. Present and accounted for, Pastor. Ready ready to to suck down some good spiritual uh, information and inspiration. Amen. Amen. So, where do you want to start? Well, let's pick back up with last week. Um, okay. You know, what we're getting ready to witness before it happens, uh, there's going to be a tremendous outcry uh, that the wars, the conflagrations, the skirmishes that are about to transpire are all going to be blamed upon the Israeli thugs and Jews who are the masterminds of all the media. They're all the warmongers. They're all the false Jews in Israel. And they're going to create this great devastation. And they say they are of the synagogue of the Lord, but they are of the devil. Um, but what you have to understand when you hear all of the rhetorical jargon in the world after Israel sinned, uh, they became a nation, you know, fundamentally totally dispersed. They never were what they once were following the Babylonian captivity. And so Ezekiel gives us a tremendous revelation, an insight that would be some 2,600 years before Israel would once again 
or thereabouts, uh, become a nation. Uh, in chapter 37 of Ezekiel, verse 11, And then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dry, that our hope is lost. We are cut off for all our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Now that, 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 that's not repetitious. I will open your graves. I will cause you to come up out of your graves. The first phrase there is in reference to them having been scattered and bringing them back to their homeland, May the 14th, 1948. Then in the literal resurrection, uh, John 5, 28, 29, Jesus said, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming into which all and that are in the grace shall hear his voice. They that have done good under the resurrection of life, they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. So he said, I'm going to cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you. Ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, and ye shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. And so a lot of people grapple with that, but if you look back at the Turkish Ottoman Empire, the Balfour Agreement, how this all came to pass through England after World War II in May of 1948, you could see the sovereignty of God. I think it was just one or two, one or two, or maybe three minutes after uh, Israel raised the Star of David. America sent a telegram, a wire, we recognize you as a statehood. And so, what I want people to understand is that has been fulfilled in part of the naturalization, the forming of a statehood, and them having a, a place in America, uh, in the world. Um, no one has greater military nuclear power than the Israelites. Um, when you look at the prophecies that were given by Jacob in the book of Genesis as he's about to die and he's closing out and he's prophesying unto the boys, he tells Samuel and Levi, he said, you, 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 your, your brethren and your instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. Uh, Cohen produced the neutron bond. Um, the word instruments there in the Hebrew means apparatuses to make clean riddance of. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, there's much speculation even right now. Do we, does Russia, does Israel, who has the technology uh, in satellites orbiting around the earth as they watch these perpetual failures of these North Korean missile attempts? Is, is somebody zapping them and there's no way to know for sure is that their circuit boards, their diodes, their triodes, whatever the case might be in their technology, what's happening? Well, 
You know, I do believe that they have that type of technology that they can knock that out. It's not they can take a person out with the rhythm of their heart by shooting a beam. Um, I said all that to say this. Ezekiel 38 and 39 is Gog and Magog. Now this is this is a this is going to be a third world war. I said it months ago when Donald Trump was elected, and it appears to me, and it becomes more apparent to me every day, this guy, you know, God has put him in office. We we get who we deserve. Uh, it's it's now being reported, as you well know, all the deals that Clinton made with North Korea, all the deals that Obama made with Iran. All these were frauds, and it's not by happenstance, it's it's by design. God is in control of everything that's taking place. He's allowing us to come to a place where there's going to be a third world war. I have said for years, I believe it'll be out of this third world war, that out of this ruinous heap, you're going to see the literal rise of the Antichrist. And that's when they will see, you know, every time we've had a world war, this is the war of all wars. World War One, meant there'll never be another war like this. Then we have World War Two. well, there'll never be another war like this. Well, there's going to be a third world war, folks. Uh, three means divine completeness. And, of course, we're going to have the Battle of Armageddon at the end, the ultimate end. So all of this is beginning to ratchet up. And, of course, it's all based solely on God's timetable. And so we know that Ezekiel 37 came to pass, Israel having become a nation. They've never made verbally or made any type of announcement to verify, to authenticate that they have nuclear weapons. Well, everybody knows they have them. You know, I I believe God has poised them and positioned them to have them. Why? Because I do believe the potential profusely exists that Israel may very well enlarge their landmass in this third world war. Uh, now we hear today Tillerson talking about Iran. Uh, you know, now they're saying, well, you know, it's a dangerous thing to fall into a war with Russia. Well, too many men of God have had war, uh, visions of America and Russia going to war. Uh, I, I don't know the limit. I don't know the scope as to what it will be. But, you know, we all see these things fomenting. We, we hear this rhetorical jargon, and, and, I, and I don't say that relative to the Word of God. I say that to men. Jesus has said in Matthew 24, 6, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of war. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. These are only the beginnings. And then when you read the book of Zechariah, you talk about the plagues. Uh, you know, when you read these men and you read about the things they wrote and try, from their perspective, to imagine, to fathom uh, the plagues that the, like one like Zechariah described, how in the world uh, could, could something of this magnitude be a reality? But nevertheless... It is a reality because the Bible has already said it will be a reality. And that, of course, is Zechariah 14 and 12. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. 
Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouths. Well, we know we have pictures of Nagasaki and Hiroshima in World War II uh, with the bombs that were dropped. Well, this is a type of plague that God says he's going to use in the last days upon nations that get themselves involved in Israel. You know, what I always find about Israel, it's so amusing, is how someone in Venezuela or someone in Japan or South Korea has such interest in this little sliver of land. I mean, to me, in my natural way of thinking is, you know, and here's a Hillary Clinton statement, what difference does it make? Well, the difference that it makes is because Second Chronicles 6 and 6, God said Jerusalem is the only name in the world or city that I put my name over it. And then he tells us in Zechariah 12 and 2, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. So God has already told us, people that in the natural, and for really no reason at all should be involved, are going to get involved, because God says, I'm going to make it a cup of trembling. In other words, it's, it, it is a cup of poison. Uh, and, and this cup of poison deals with the statehood of Israel. And as, as, as they, they drink this cup, as they deal with this cup, it's like the cup Jesus looked at. And no, folks, it wasn't a literal physical cup that he drank. If at all possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. It was not a physical cup. It's, just, it's symbolic here. This is why people so many times just get so messed up reading the Bible. You know, they, they don't understand what's being said or how it's being said. But this cup is going to be a cup of trembling. In other words, anybody that takes of this cup, the trembling, the, 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 the poison of this cup is, is off the charts. And if you burden yourself with it, you know, it's a burdensome stone. And, and if you burden yourself with it, he said, I'm going to cut you into pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Of course, he's talking about Israel. And of course, Satan is the very impetus behind all of this and doing away with God's holy city where his name has been established and of course at the end of the day Satan wants lordship over that place and for all of these years you know we've kept the embassy at, at, at Tel Aviv so that you don't send the American embassy to Jerusalem and recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel when Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated John Paul went to Leah Rabin and said you know Leah uh Jerusalem must become an internationalized city. There again, 
Why, of all cities in the world, must this city become an internationalized city? Well, because God's name is over it, and Satan wants control of it. And so John Paul said it must become an internationalized city. It must become the capital of three faiths. Now think of the three faiths he identifies. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. You know, forget all your other Buddha, Hinduism, whatever. The fundamental faith, and here's, here's, here's the strangest thing to me, and it's one of the questions I have for God. Why did you allow one man, Abraham, to father these three religions, if you want to use that term? Had he not had Ishmael, there would be no such thing as Islam. There would be Judaism, and there would be Christianity. Abraham, through Isaac, the promised seed, is where we get Christianity, of course, Christ, ultimately coming. Islam came through the loins of Ishmael, and we have the Muslim faction in the world. And so one man, you know, was allowed to father and bring all of this into the world. And there's a reason behind that, and of course I'm not smart enough to see through all the reasons why God allowed that to happen. But of course it is a vast imitation, the Quran versus the Old Testament and dietary laws and, and things of that nature. Uh, of course, it, like all other religions, they do not have a Redeemer, a Savior, a Messiah that would come and redeem them from sin and reconcile them back to God the Father. But I suppose what I want people to understand, the, 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 the wheels are going to really begin to turn. They, they were turning drastically toward and against Israel through the Obama administration because he was a Muslim. And there were a lot of things done. I've talked, you know, numerous times about uh, Matthew uh, 13, the wheat and the tares. You know, Obama has sown the tares, and he's done this. He's the enemy, and he's went his way. It, this is irreparable damage. It cannot be replaced. It cannot be fixed. It must be dealt with. We don't know when, where, or how. But all of this is coming to pass. And when it comes to fruition, it has to be dealt with. Now, it seems right now, and that can turn on a dime, that America is going to be a greater friend to Israel than in times past. But again, we don't know to what degree God will allow these men's hearts to be changed. And I just think we need to be watching and very sober and watching what the world in general, how they begin to turn when the, the when everything begins to ratchet up, how the attitude will turn very negatively toward Israel, even dealing with Iran. See, uh, everybody would like, you know, Qatar, uh, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, uh, United Arab Emirates, all of these people would like to deal with uh, Iran, but they don't want to say anything about it. We always hear the rumors, well, you're welcome to use our airspace, but we're not saying that you can, but yeah, you can if you whatever you want to do. So there's something coming, and 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 there's too much going on suddenly in the air, the atmosphere. This is this is the prince of the power of the air. As I said last week, God is a man of war, and Satan wants war because war produces death and famine and drought and pestilence and disease and just untold hardship. Uh, when you go back and you read the book of uh, 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 Zachariah, excuse me, the book of Jeremiah and the book of Ezekiel, you see untold 
travesty, carnage, death, pillaging, plunder. I mean, you know, it's just pitiful. Well, this is Satan's goal is to bring us back into that state and place. And I, and I personally believe that's where we're going. And as people of God, we need to stay very sober, very vigilant, very aware, and watch what's being said. Now, you know, today uh, it's reported that Syria has moved all of their aircraft under the umbrella in Syria under the umbrella of, of Russia. So now if we decide to shoot more cruise or Tomahawk missiles, we're, we'd have to, would have to attack Russia. Uh, do we want to do that? I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know the sovereign plan of God and how he's going to bring this to happen. But you can rest assuredly, and I've said this many times, in the great tribulation with the enormity of death, most of this has to take place in Europe, the Middle East, and the Far East. You only have 360 million people in America. So for, you know, two to three billion people to die, this has to take place in the other parts of the earth and other parts of the world for this type of humanity to be extinguished in that number. Uh, and that's where most of this will take place. And of course, at the Battle of Armageddon, they'll cross the continents and they'll gather there in the Valley of Megiddo, the where it's called the Battle of Armageddon, and have this great conflagration, and Satan will, you know, coerce those leaders of the world to come there, and their goal is to fight God. You know, years ago, somebody called me and uh, made a statement to me and hung up. I don't know who they were, what they knew. They just said, I want you to know one thing. All space weapons are not pointed to the earth. They're pointed toward the heavens, toward God. And they hung up. And that's all they said. And I got to thinking about that. Well, if you wanted to have dominion over the earth, and you declared as Satan did to Jesus, the world is mine, and the foolish thereof are there to, and they're mine to give to whomsoever I will, and you know he's coming back, you would seek to stop him. So you wouldn't be positioning your weapons at the earth. You would position your weapons away from the earth from someone out of space coming to the earth and there's no doubt a uniqueness about the planet earth because Jesus is going to establish his kingdom and in his government there shall be no end and the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth and so you know people are you know, they claim they found another planet today uh, you know there's so much out there that, that's, that's beyond one's comprehension the galaxies the Milky Ways, the the, the 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 solar systems. So, but isn't it amazing that God is concerned about this place called Earth because He made man, He breathed into the nostrils of man, man became a living soul, and then man sinned and fell, and then He made provision for the redemption of man. So that's why His interest is so great in humanity and the lives of men. So I always really want people to to really be prayerful and, and very careful and listening to what's going on because there is a lot taking place from the Middle East to the Far East relative to war. Have you guys heard any more things going on today, Joe? Doug? Yeah, there's All a, the time. Uh, All the time. Yeah, in today's news cycle, there's so much going on. There was a, 
chemical attack in in Iraq where ISIS launched a chemical attack and some U.S. No, personnel. Chemical attack, but uh, yeah, and there, there's a lot of you know the um, what's been going on in the last few days with the, the the Fresno shooter and you know the media shielding any references to Islam or uh, terrorism um, in, in that case and, and a few others. Uh, but you know, Pastor, but on the geopolitical realm, though, I think is what he's asking them. Yeah, you know, just the the uh, a lot of stories about war. We see this, you know, huge increase as you mentioned, Rex Tillerson coming out and basically saying Iran was um, um, another a, North Korea, a, right? And he's he's saying that uh, you know that they're going to come against them, whether it's with sanctions or others. He he called uh, alarming. Iran's alarming provocations, um, and did compare them to North Korea, say, saying that we're going to run into a North Korea type situation with them very shortly. And then the continuation of of what's been going on in the news with North Korea. You mentioned the uh, missile attack, and I know uh, yesterday or the day before, my dad mentioned the possibility of a cyber attack that was used to thwart that missile launch. Not that North Korea needs any help in in destroying their own missile launches; they have. Uh, they only get success, you know, here and there um, with their launches as of late. Many well, it really takes fail. one nuclear weapon to ruin your day. And, and Pastor, we're skipping this this break, um, so we're going to go straight through to the end of the hour. You mentioned the, um, you know, another planet was discovered, and I kind of wanted to touch on this when something came to my mind when you said that. Um, a lot of people will, you know, we see with the ancient alien TV show, they'll deny that that God is the creator of the universe. At the same time, they will turn around and, and, and wholeheartedly believe that some aliens from another galaxy or universe um, are, you know, the ones who put us here, are the true creators. And then, you know, with every new planet that is discovered, no matter how far away it is, um, you know, there was recently a story that said that dude, uh, there's a moon that one of Saturn's moons could have life on it because it has some hot water geysers or something like that. It emboldens a lot of these people to continue to deny God and to say that these aliens or, you know, life came from some some other galaxy or realm, but never giving the credit to God. And I understand that, you know, there's a, a storyline that's playing out. You have those uh, people who believe God and are growing stronger in their faith, and then those that don't believe in God and will latch on to any excuse um, outside of, of the Bible and, and of Jesus uh, to look to see where we came from, uh, but why? Why is that? Why, with uh, you know, why are people so quick to deny the existence of God? Yet those same people will adopt some you know theory with no evidence in reality, even using biblical evidence, and a lot of times only twisting it to fit their narrative. Will wholeheartedly accept that some aliens uh, are the ones who who you know put us on this earth. Well, or any excuse outside of God. You know, at the end of the day, intellectualism, higher criticism, denies God's right of his lordship and deity and majesty. You know, when you go back and you do a thorough study of Ezekiel 28, and this is all about Lucifer, Ezekiel 28, 17. Thine heart was filled, or excuse me, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty, 
Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. You know, we all know, Paul said, knowledge puffs up. Uh, We've all had our moments of of pride and arrogancy because we we were quick to the punch. We had the answer. We knew something. I'll never forget the first time I heard someone use the term LED. You know, what is that? Well, it's, a, it's, it's a new kind of light. Well, I just looked up LED. Well, it stands for light emitting diode. So now I know it's not a type of a light. It's a diode. But it's used as a light. And so my point is wisdom, knowledge, the more that man learns, through his humanism, somehow the more it deifies him as God, which is absurd. I mean, if you, it's, that's why God would always say to Israel, you've made these gods, now see if they can deliver you. You're, you're so smart, you're so bright, you're so intelligent, you made this golden calf, you made this image, you worship it now, you made it with your own hands. Now, when trouble comes and war breaks out, See if this God can deliver you. And, 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 and that shows you the depravity of man. Now, man is fallen in sin. Lucifer is fallen in sin. Back up to Ezekiel 28:15. Thou was perfect or complete in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. And because you were such a beautiful, ornate, cherub your beauty corrupted your wisdom by the reason of your brightness or let's make it humanistic here by the reason of your brilliancy now no matter how God and how brilliant he made him he could still not compare to God you know I dare not set down in physics uh, mathematics with Albert Einstein and say, well, let's mean you have a contest. Because he would begin to write an equation in physics that, that I, I would, I would, it would be laughable. You know, I, I just, I don't have that kind of a mind. But even though Satan had this mind of, of unfathomable brilliance, and of course, as I said, I'm taking the word now, the, the wisdom of and the reason of your brightness, or the reason of your brilliancy, I will cast thee to the ground, I will lay thee before kings, that they may behold thee. In other words, I, I will embarrass you, I will shame you, I will humiliate you, because you have taken this brilliancy, this measure of far superior knowledge I have deposited within you, you have corrupted it. You've taken it and you've used it for wrong. You slandered my son. You brought rebellion into my house. Uh, and, and this is where this is where this is why pride. You know, we we all and, and I'll include myself with anyone. We all have too much pride. Every one of us has too much pride. You know, like Steve Quell says, you know, put a, put a tablespoon of dirt on a plate. That's who you are. You know. All women in their most grandeur and beauty, at the end of the day, they're just 
a tablespoon or two tablespoons of dirt. So is the man. You know, watch them cremate a body and pick through the ashes for the uh, titanium stud or screws or gold crown or whatever might be left. There's nothing left. You know, there's there's nothing there in the flesh. The flesh is so pathetic. It's 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 really sad, and yet somehow man gets so magnified in his humanity, and he thinks, "Well, look at me." You know, uh, uh, I remember hearing a physician, and it it was very offensive to me. Uh, he had, had had done surgery at the hospital. The particular lady had been operated on. And uh, one of the other surgeons came out and said, "I mean, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, uh, it, the surgery was just unbelievable." And his words were, "UGD right, it was because I'm the best in the world." And of course, it, the, the the verbiage there just made me want to puke. You know, uh, it's it, it's amazing how man takes credit for his gifts, his skills. But then just watch him over a period of time. Watch his skills. Watch him diminish. Watch his verbiage. Watch his thoughts. Uh, oh man, I, I, I was going to say something and I forgot it. Hey, it's called age. Yet somehow he has this arrogancy that he is this, he's that, or whatever the case might be. And, you know, I, I've watched you know, people wither and wither and wither and wither and wither into their late nineties, and I've seen a few centennials, and 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 they're just a hull of a of a creature, you know. And you know, we never perceive ourselves uh, in that state, but if you live long enough, you will come to that. But what is amazing is how that even at our greatest state of intelligence, skill, attributes, faculties, vocabulary, knowledge, comprehension. Man, you know, does not give God the attribution he deserves. You know, I thank God for everything. You know, I thank God for the food that I ate today. I'd never eat so much as a peanut butter cracker without saying, God, I thank you for this cracker. People say, well, that's, you don't have to do that. No, you don't have to do that. You sure don't. There's a lot of things you don't have to do. But when you have a love and a devotion, you realize, as the psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. David gave God his attribution of his deity. And, and men, you know, just like Donald Trump, you know, uh, I'm a golfer. I, love, I still love to play golf. I can't play like I used to. But I watched Arnold Palmer as the fragility of his life just waned and waned and waned and waned and waned. And they put his urn in the front seat of his jet, and they flew him across the cathedral in Pennsylvania one more time at his memorial. You know, what was left of him at the end of the day, folks? Just a bottle of ashes. That's it. That's it. That, that, that's it. Now, my question always is, from a minister, where are you? Are you in heaven? 
or are you in hell? Because life in itself is a probation. Our whole lives are a probation. On this lifetime that we have, we have to get it right. Why God gives some of us scores and scores of times to not get killed, whether it's because we were drunk, we had a car wreck, we got a gunfight, a knife fight, we got hit by a train, we got hit by a truck, we walked away, I don't know. And in other people, it's one situation and, and they're dead and they're gone. Um, I, I thought about the poor black gentleman uh, standing down the street, the guy walks up and what was it? Tony Strange. Do you know Tony, whatever her name was? And it just shoots him down in cold-blooded murder. Right. Um, and it puts it on Facebook. Uh, I, I, you know, see, that shows you the the depravity of humanity. The, 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 the human depravity can get so low uh, or Joy Love, whatever that girl's name was, he asked them, did he know her? No, who are you talking about? And then he, he he just point blank cold blood murders him, and then he's such a coward he commits suicide. Uh, In our hometown, by the way, Charles' hometown, really? Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, you know, and I I thought, why, why? Well, we know that Satan has taken total control of his mind, and you you look at. You know, Kim Ong. Uh, hey, it can happen to Donald Trump. You know, he can wake up in the morning and say, you know what? We're, we're going to hit these uh, Syrian jets under the umbrella of Russia. You know, I'm, I'm, I said I was going to be the sheriff. We don't know. And, and for that reason, we need to be walking with Christ in such a way because Proverbs 27 once says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We we watch all these horrid videos and scenes all over the world of Christians martyred, shot, you know, eviscerated, crucified, well, you name it. And in America, we have a different type of Christianity. That's why what we see in America, these, these, these hirelings for preachers, you know, the older I get, the more I, I, I loathe, I have such disdain, I have such contempt for these preachers who never preach about or against sin. You know, the word sin alone is mentioned nearly 500 times in the Bible, and I think the word love is found about 310 times. Now, we're not talking about iniquity, wicked, wickedness, uh about the word sin and and then at the end of these radio television TV programs there's no appeal for lost souls sir ma'am where will you spend eternity if you died today well that's not you know you can't talk like that that's not popular that's not that's not uh, that's the culture doesn't operate like that anymore we, we, don't, we don't we don't we don't hurt somebody's feelings or embarrass someone and I watch this going on and and, 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 I, and I'm so upset because I was just reading in Ezekiel 3, he said, if you do not warn them that judgment is coming, I'm going to require their blood on your hands. And in one of those visions I had, 
I saw preachers going through hell, slinging their hands, just like you wash your hands out of your shop. You don't have paper towels. So you're slinging your hands trying to get the water off your hands. Or a lady's in the kitchen, and she doesn't have a wash towel, so she's just shaking her hands. She's trying to get the water off her hands so her hands will quickly dry. I saw preachers in hell slinging their hands, trying to get the blood off of their hands, but they can't. That's that's an eternal torment, because when they had that audience, they had that television program, but they had that many tens of thousands of viewers and supporters and listeners, were they making appeals for their souls, or was it, Help me do this. Help me do that. Help me. You know, it's always about helping me do something. You know, I I sent a lady a a check the other day. Uh, Her her, her son uh, just committed suicide. Uh, She wanted to go to England to see her mother, and she refused to take the check and, and was going to send it back. And I said, it'll go in the trash can. I will not take it back. We serve. We minister. You know, this is the last opportunity, you know, her mother's in her 90s, that you may ever have an opportunity to see her. You see, most ministries today are about one thing. What can you do for me? You know, we, we are constantly, we don't talk about it, we don't brag about it, we, we pay our bills, but we, we are always giving to people. One person, one couple, they were going to be thrown out of their mobile home because it was failing the so-called building codes in their county. And it was going to take $1,250 to to get the thing up to building code. And the man was a veteran. His wife had cancer. And uh, I'm not telling you all that. I mean, as a matter of fact, I don't even know why I'm telling you these things. I'm, I'm saying this to tell you we've got to get concerned about people and where they're going to spend eternity. You've heard the old cliche. If you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach him to fish, he can feed himself for a lifetime. We're, we're not concerned about people's destinies, where they're going when they die. I mean, there's never a time when I get a phone call or so, I hear about someone that I may have known or know something about, you know, or if I heard tomorrow Donald Trump passed away. Uh, my first thought is, it, it never ceases to be my first thought. Where are they? Where are they? Did they get it right? Did they did they repent? Did they did they somewhere before they went out into eternity? You know, did they make it right with God? That's that's my concern. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how wealthy, how rich you are. There there are people out here that are so rich it begs description. You know, but they're not right with God. And, and and you 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 don't have anything to to bargain to negotiate to barter with God. No man has a stake. No man has a claim on God. And this is where this the 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 intelligence of men is, is just is growing so vastly. And, and as I said, at the end of the day, higher intellectualism, education, it denies the deity, the majesty of God. You know, we're, we're, we're getting as smart as God. Well, the day you can create eternal life without God, you will then be as God. That was Satan's lie. You will be as God. That's, all, that's always been his lie. Because he, too, Satan knows 
his destiny. He's read Revelation 20, verse 1, where God's going to bind him for a thousand years and put him into a bottomless pit. But think about that. He's going to fall for a thousand years, and he never hits the bottle. The fear in falling is not, you don't hurt while you're falling. The phobos, the fear, is when I hit, what's it going to feel like? What's going to happen to me when I hit the sidewalk? What's going to happen to me when I hit the building? What's going to happen to me when I hit the water? What's going to happen to me if I'm in a NASCAR and I hit a wall doing 240 miles an hour? That's, that's, that's the fear because the process has no pain in itself. It's the waiting for that inevitable impact. Well, see, that's a torment to me in behalf of Lucifer, Satan. He's, he's put into a bottomless pit. He's bound there for a thousand years. He never, he never hits the bottom. Only God could put a, a person in a place like that that they could fall that long and never, and never reach the bottom. Then after that, he's going to release him for a short period. And after the uh, rebellion that he leads against the camp of Jerusalem and uh, and uh, the twentieth chapter of the book of Revelation. He then cast him into the lake of fire. And, of course, we have the great white throne judgment with death and hell. And they give up the dead, the death and hell, and the devil are cast into the lake of fire. Well, the false prophet and the uh, uh, beast or the Antichrist has already been there for a thousand years. This is all a reality. I I know people will argue that, you know, well, it's only temporary, you know. But they have no scripture to substantiate that. And when you teach the literality of the scriptures and you believe them for what they say, somehow you're missing the mark. You know, I always have people tell me, well, God is a God of love. There's no way that God would punish anybody in hell forever. Well, that's what he said he's going to do until somebody writes me another Bible that's inspired by the Holy Ghost and God has ordained apostles to write such things. I'm going to believe what God has given me now. And I'd rather err on the side of the Bible that I have now than err on the fallacy of human men because I've seen too many men lie and twist the scriptures about too many things that's already messed up people's lives and how they think and they feel about things. You know, I I had a kid just the other day ask me about purgatory. He said, where did that come from? I said, well, the nearest I could give you biblical theological answer is when the rich man died, he went to hell. Lazarus died, he went to Abraham's bosom. It was called paradise. He told the thief on the cross, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Not heaven, paradise. And so we read about paradise in the 16th chapter of the book of Luke. But then after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Ephesians 4 said he led captivity captive. All men, now when they die, they go to heaven if they're Christians, or they go to hell like the rich man did. And I know people say, well, that's that's a parable, too. When it comes to doing away with God's judgment or God's destructiveness or God's wrath or God's anger, well, that, that, that that just can't exist because God is just purely a God of love. But then all the other stories I read, like Sodom and Gomorrah, that must be a myth. The Noadic Flood, well, that has to be a myth. I mean, David beheading Goliath, that, that must be a myth. All, you know, 
Joshua conquered 31 consecutive cities and killed everything in there. That that must be a myth. But but it's not a myth. It's because men's minds, through their so-called human reasoning, want to take away a God that is a God of judgment and a God of wrath. And there's, you know, when you read the the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, you know, Paul so graciously explains the Father of Heaven and our earthly fathers, how they chastened us, how they disciplined us, and how it's it's the same identical thing. No, it doesn't take away the fact that the Son is not the Son, or does no, no, no longer be, remains the Son, but the punishment is a reality. And because of the psalmist David's unwillingness to repent of his own will and volition, God said, David, the sword will never leave your house. And you go back and read David's life, how you know Adonijah raped Tamar, Absalom killed Adonijah. Uh, it, it was just, it was just it was one horrendous carnal event after another, all because of God's wrath and punishment. And yet the Bible said David was a man after God's own heart. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 6, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth. And the word scourgeth there in the Greek means to whip with a flag. A flog, I mean. A flogging whip. Every son which he receiveth, if he endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? So what father has ever had a son that, that loved him, yet wouldn't discipline him? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. That's, that's a pretty hard statement. If, if, you re, if you reject God's correction, God's reproof, God's instructions as a son, we know in the natural, Joe will always be your son. But he could be rejected and cut off to the degree, for the, for the, for the most part in general, he becomes a bastard that he has no inheritance. He never receives any, any blessings again from Doug. He's forever ostracized and cut off. So that's, that's why Paul used that. I'm not making this analogy up. This is Paul's inspired word. Then he says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened, or after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. In other words, I've seen results in disciplining my sons, a change of attitude. You've heard the cliche, boy, you need an attitude adjustment. Well, God, you know, sometimes has to adjust our attitude. And then he closes there in verse 11 of chapter 12. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. In other words, it is grievous. It does hurt. It, it, it bears significance. It's a wound. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth 
the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. In other words, after God corrects his children in whatever way he deems and sees necessary, it brings forth or it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. So we talk about the fruit of God's Spirit. So if God's dealing with us through the Holy Spirit, then our lives should produce fruit of His Spirit, and it is peaceable. It's peaceable fruit. It's not fruit that strife, contentious, clamorous, evil, backbiting, fighting. No. You know, uh, some of the worst whippings I've ever had to give my children was when I went to discipline them, and there went the, the mouth, the lip, you know, the smart mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, Dad's got to show you, hey, I know you don't like this, but I'm not doing this just because I'm bigger than you are and whatever, but you, you need discipline. I was told my grandpa said, you need to be took down a notch, you know. Um at the time, I didn't understand that, you know, but I understood as I became an adult man what he was telling me when I got out of hand, you know, when I got caught lying, I got caught cheating, I got caught doing things I shouldn't be doing. I needed to be disciplined. And, you know, we, 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 we preach, a, we preach a, a salvation and a Christ today where there is just no discipline, none, you know, none. And, and that's, that's not the message. That's, that's not the whole message. You know, any, any, any parent, of course, they'll tell you today, oh, don't whip your child. You'll mess up their psyche. You'll warp their brains. You, you, you really expect me to believe that when grown men can walk up to a total stranger and blow him away, that if somebody had taken a belt to him and wore his tail out a time or two, he would be living like that today. You see, this is this 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 is this is what is so concerning to me. You know, when I, as a minister, you know, uh, well, you're old fashioned. Okay, I'll accept that. But what's wrong with a traditional marriage and a traditional home? What's wrong with prayer and scripture before mom and dad goes to bed at night with the children? What's wrong with wearing enough clothes to cover our nakedness? What's wrong with a child having a man for a daddy and a woman for a mama? What's wrong with getting on the street corners and protesting murder, abortion? What's wrong with opening a football game with prayer or a council meeting, town hall meeting? What's wrong with the valedictorian closing the valediction with prayer in Jesus' name? See, this is the way we used to live, and these low lives have come along who think they're so much more smart or so much more intelligent, telling us, oh, that stuff's wrong. And now look at the society. Look at the generation. I got one of the greatest emails I've gotten in weeks, because as a minister, I have been truly perplexed in my spirit because my demographics Joe, Doug and y'all are probably I'm sure in the same proximity are uh, 55 to 65 and I have been praying God you you, you got to help me I, I, I've got to reach 
more young people. I, I, you know, they keep talking about the millenniums, the millenniums, the millenniums. And, and, and I got an email from a kid, I say kid, he was 27 the other day, and he started listening to me and told me how much it had turned his life around hearing the truth that wasn't watered down. That somebody was preaching uncompromisingly and preaching against sin and telling him the truth that he had a heaven to gain and he had a hell to shun. And he said, I fully intend by the grace of God to help you keep preaching this gospel. You see, because I care. At the end of the day, it's not about demographics for me. It's just that's just part of the demographics. As you guys well know, in the business, we have demographics. But I want to reach the young people who are being told, oh, you shack up. That's no big deal. You know, everybody does it. So you don't have to get out of your fornication. But the Bible is replete in preaching against all of these sins. See? I mean, you never, you never hear a preacher get in the pulpit and preach against sin. They're just not going to say anything about sin because it's just not popular. But that's the very thing that damns the souls of men. You know, Paul addressed those. I know we're about out of time. Galatians 5 and 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. Variance there means people who just fight and quarrel all the time. Emulations, another type of envy. Wrath, strife, seditions heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and of such alike, of which I have t- I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Why aren't preachers telling people, if you do this, you're not going to heaven? But they won't, they won't, they won't do that. You know, and Paul goes through another... Uh, litany of sins in 1 Corinthians 6. And he said, I tell you, as I've told you in time past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Why don't they preach that? Oh, they want to talk about your destiny. I want to talk about your destiny. I sure do. Where will you spend eternity, heaven or hell? That's the destiny I'm concerned about. Paul said, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. You know, there's so many times that Paul would stop and preach against sin from one epistle to another epistle and say, Folks, you can't do this. But today, you never hear them mention any of those things. And so, I want to encourage the listening audience to pray that God would raise up more preachers to preach uncompromisingly, because we need to hear the truth, brother. We've been given the rules. We've been given the, the book. And we're so thankful, Pastor Langford, for you being able to give us the, uh, uh, be, be the person to talk about these very things and thank you well thank, thank you, you for your unfiltered biblical truth yes and uh, another amazing hour pastor 
Well, great. Like I said, I, I don't say that to be hard and ugly to people, but I want to know when I get done at night, you know, because next week you guys may say, you know what, we, you're not popular no more, and uh, we were moving to somebody else. <laughs> but I want to know what time I have been given. I have well, given it. You're going to be re- replaced with uh, uh, who, J-Lo? Or, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know who who's popular anymore, but uh, anyway. But no, we want to tell people the truth when we have that opportunity. Amen. 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 God bless you Thank guys. You. Have a God great night. You. Everyone have a very, very blessed week. What's left of it? All right. Eat too, Pastor. Thank you so much. That'll do it for us tonight. Until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Have a great yeah. night. Good night, everyone.